We made it through it. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. I think there was the little tap of the drink. I was. I was trying so hard not to like. There was so much focus putting my glass down. I was like, you could just wait ten seconds until the intro is done. I was like, no. It, it's. It's amazing. And like, how many times have we recorded this? And none of us have thought to just mute our mics. <laughs> like none of us. Oh have my thought... god, that's such a good idea. <laughs> like we should probably do that at some point. But anyway. Um... Hey, welcome to Catching Out. Um, it's been a. It feels like it's been ages. I don't know about you, but it feels like it's been ages since we've had an episode. What, like three weeks? Yeah, it's like basically a month. It's been ages. A lot's happened. A lot's yeah, ha- a lot's I was gonna happened. say three. Three weeks feels like a long time in dodgeball terms. It's yeah. like when everyone's like, "Oh, there's no, there's no dodgeball in February or something." And like, there's one thing of dodgeball in February. That's still a thing of dodgeball in February. That's only three weeks between things. I mean, fine there, there's, pl- there's plenty of dodgeball going on in february this time it's just not nationals <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> but yeah um there might be some other competition going on which is why everyone's distracted but um anyway dodgeball um have we got any just generic dodgeball updates i don't know i feel like we try we try and do this segment but we're so poor at starting it <laughs> like we don't have any yeah, i can notes, never think like, of things um Switzerland's graph. Um, I want to talk about Switzerland's graphics. Switzerland's graphics, top tier, top tier. I de- definitely works when you haven't got like a massive like system. You got to do loads and loads of matches for. But um, if mm-hmm. you haven't seen uh, Switzerland's um, like Facebook page, they're sharing the results of the matches by. Um, they show the timeline of who's won what set uh, during the match, and you can see where half time is. So you see what the half time score. It's it's a really good system, um, and yeah. yeah, I'd love to see more of that. But um, we have just it's nice to get just sort of a quick overview of how a match actually happened because the number of times on even like this podcast or in commentating that you have to be like, oh, the scoreline doesn't represent the match, and you're like, what does that actually mean? <laughs> like, how can a scoreline not represent a match? So to kind of see the way that it's evolved over time is quite a good way of of visualizing that. And overall, actually, I wanted to give a shout out to the Swiss leagues; they're streaming every single match i think uh because they they play just play on one court like it's a it's a small gym hall so um they stream every single match there's commentating i think for every match as well at least everyone that i listen into there's always commentating in french um so <laughs> good luck if you don't speak french but if you do speak french uh it's absolutely worth going and checking out the quality of the leagues this year is actually really really good um the the women's league in particular i think has just like increased in level so much over last year in switzerland uh, so yeah, really, really recommend that if you're ever looking for yet more dodgeball to watch. Um, that's that's another league that's that's doing well at streaming. I don't know if there are any other national leagues that are really streaming um, regularly. I don't think the Austrians stream their leagues very no, much. I I, yeah, but hopefully that's yeah. Hopefully that's something that will just sort of change over the next few seasons in in European dodgeball because it would be really nice to just be able to like. If you're sat around on a weekend where you don't have dodgeball, just be like, oh, there's the Italian league or the, the Dutch league or something like that. Um, I mean, but for now, Switzerland. Whoever whoever creates the first like web hosted streaming service where you could see like everyone's dodgeball, they just log in, they, they stream it up and, uh, you know, you just sign in and watch it would um, probably have mm. a lot of fans. Probably wouldn't make a lot of money. 
probably get a lot of, no. lot of lot of fans though. You get a lot of appreciation from there from us. But definitely. yeah, um definitely something to look into. Yeah, um find someone with a lot of money and time to burn. Um <laughs> Yeah, so Switzerland's underway. Uh the French league is underway as well, I believe. Um <laughs> and the Austrian league is also and Austrian league is also well underway. I don't know about the Italian league, I'll be brutally honest. I don't know if that starts in the new year. Um, I think that starts in the new year, yeah. Could be um, wrong. The French, Mas- French have a junior league as well that's going on, which is quite yeah. exciting to see. Um, I do know ages ago, someone, like when I was talking about different opens in some Facebook group chat uh, that were going on in Europe, then someone who runs one of those junior clubs was like, when are they going to start a junior you know, open? And I'm like, talk to the French. The French would probably be the ones who are going to run the first like international junior open. I'm sure that you could get a whole bunch, like an under-15s open, I'm sure is going to happen in the next few seasons. Um, but yeah, the junior system in, in France is really, really good, it looks like. Um, and it'd it's just be, nice to see that they're developing that quite early. It'd be really cool, um, hypothetically, right? <laughs> really cool, like, ballsy idea here, is if the um, EDF, like, uh, helped got, getting involved and stuff, and there was basically a bunch of opens throughout Europe that EDF sponsored helped put a name on or whatever and said look it's organized by the local sport um, governing body of do- uh, dodgeball um, or whoever wants to do it so if it's uh, I don't know who organizes the Paris one is it um, the unicorns the, the gold. Yeah, unicorns. so like stuff like that so if the unicorn said it or if British dodgeball did it or if uh, you know Austrian dodgeball or if it was like the ninjas or nutcrackers or whoever was doing it and it was just like this is the country's open and then like obviously mm-hmm. anyone could enter any club level can enter um and then basically there's just like you know how we do the foam series this at the moment where it's like whoever wins the knockout stage you, you go over you have a weekend of dodgeball and then like whoever gets the most points from the series is then the european champion like that would be very cool that would that, be i mean that's sick. that's a long term thinking like but... oh. Honestly, but... but you know, there are there are a couple opens like that. I mean, the Croatians ran an open earlier this year. I know the Swiss were briefly talking about running an open, but I don't know if that idea has now been shelved because the Paris Open is looking really international this year. That's going to be so much fun and also just really dumb to show up in Warwick eliminated gear and just be surrounded by all these incredible clubs with really serious, really good players. And then there's just Warwick eliminated there, just like they're good players, but you know. We're Warwick eliminated. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that like, to, to anyone who doesn't know Warwick eliminated. I don't know how to explain it beyond just look at our Instagram page and work it out. That's probably um. the best way to explain it. Yeah. Um, and if, yeah. You can, if you can understand how the voting occurs for how someone becomes captain as well, that probably also, <laughs> that also probably sort of sets the level of uh, expectation for the club. Um, yeah. You know. But anyway, um, I think that's about it uh, in terms of updates. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Already. W, WDA World. No, don't talk about them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I mean that's ongoing. I Have guess... the children done well? Do we know if oh, the children are I doing well? I, let's just hope they're not injured. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's it, my main hope. I mean, like on the positive side, they're in Egypt, like where it's minus three in Wigan or whatever. So I mean, you know, they might be. It's holiday. It's yeah. a holiday. It's warmer. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that yeah, thing's happening over there. Um, 
<laughs> That's I, I, happening. We're not allowed to talk about it because mm. I don't know. I was talking. I was talking to Aldrin about it, and because uh, he's obviously shared like you know lots of people's opinions on it and stuff. And like mm. to be honest, the sooner we can get everyone under one banner and then sort out the mess that is the rules, then we can go from there. But uh, yeah. yeah, the sooner that, that that happens, the better. But hey. That's uh, that's updates. Um, shall we shall we head on over to reviewing last league? Yes. All yes. right. Yes. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. On this dodgeball podcast, what a revolutionary yes. concept! It's crazy to think. Um, <laughs> but hey, here we are. Uh, Women's League One meet three. What a what a meet. Um, nearly had two fixtures on the on the show court. Um, only ended up having one in the end, but what a game to show! Because, like, sure that didn't, uh, sure that was like entertaining for everyone. Because uh, what a result that was um, to, to watch. But yeah, so we we had Wessex Wolves versus Leeds Owls uh, on the the show court that ended in the draw, a ten ten. But actually, some pretty close matches throughout the league. We got another draw. That's that's by the way. Spartans versus Derby Twos, or Spartans Twos versus Derby Twos. That's Spartans' third draw now in the league. They've had a dr- <laughs> they've had a draw every single league meet, which is just, I mean, amazing consistency. Just, I love it, love it. Is that the consistency you want, though? Drawing? I mean, it's points. You're not losing. You're not, not losing. losing. <laughs> You're not losing, Spartans. Well done. And uh, you know, I, it's. You know, ten ten is fine. I, I like, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. I think impressive. that's, that's a good result. Yeah, um, that honeybees versus uh, sheriffs game. I wish I got to see it, but what a result! Because um, it was mm, good uh, match, very good match. I was crouched on the sidelines taking photos, um, and that was just a very, very nice match to watch. And just really good to, because the the honeybees haven't won a match yet. This was their first win of the season, um, and it's a very new. Honey's squad. So for a lot of those players as well, it's their first win at National League. Um, so that was just really nice to see. Everyone was so smiley on both sides. Like they're both such lovely teams. Both of those teams. Like I feel like most of the teams in League One are, but like Sheriffs and, and Honeybees, just really, really friendly. Both both those teams. So really nice match to watch. I've, I've realised I've made a boo boo in the graphics because I didn't put the seconds Happy. next to Sheriffs. Yeah, I didn't put the seconds next to Sheriffs. That's Sheriffs one. Sheriffs, Sheriffs one. No. Don't come after me, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, this is Sheriffs 2s versus um, Bees 2s. But yeah, no, I know it's um, a pretty new Bees team anyway because there were quite a few MUDs players there who were making their debut, I believe. Um, were yeah. they? Um, so. No. No. no, they played in the previous one. Yeah, it was the previous the meet one. that they, they played in. But this was the first meet that they'd like played in where they really knew the squad. It was very rushed last time around, whereas this yeah. time I feel like it was uh, a little bit better integrated into the squad. Yeah, um, so great great result for them and definitely a, a, a good match. Um, and I'd like, not that we want to talk about Bees and Leeds the whole time, but like the Bees and Leeds game, um, that, was, that was like, it was one of those games when because I was there watching, taking photos, I honestly felt like Bees deserved far more sets than they got. Like, yes. they played a really solid game, and I don't quite know how Leeds won the sets, is my brutal, honest opinion. And I think it was, I, I think yeah. most of them went the full three minutes, right? And I think it was just a case of the, like, every so often, like, Leeds had a few more players on the court, and it was literally one or two players. 
Yeah, I was watching the footage back because I felt the same. I walked off that court being like, how the hell did we win that by... Like, not how the hell did we win that. We expected to win it, no offence to the Honeys, but how did we win that 18-2? Like, it felt really harsh as a scoreline on the Honeys. It felt like they should have won at least three more sets, I would say. Um, but looking back at the footage, a lot of the time what would happen is that Honeys would be up by two players maybe with 30 seconds left, and they just wouldn't play defensively and that's just a kind of that's that's an experience thing so a lot of the time that it would be they'd just kind of not really realize what time was left or maybe not really think about throwing a little bit further away from the players um and so then leads would get a catch because it's really good catching squad uh and that would turn the game around or leads would get a, a single hit they're just just in those last 30 seconds leads was better at putting up the last bit of energy to flip a game in the end Whereas when Leeds were ahead in the last 30 seconds, Honeys didn't seem to be able to flip it. So it's about putting that last 10% of energy in in the last 30 seconds that kind of swung it Leeds' way. But it does feel really unfair as a scoreline. And I do think Honeys massively deserve to, to have a few more points there. Good yeah. match. Good uh, yeah, I think it comes down to experience, to be honest, because I think a lot of those that decision-making later in the set came down to a few players just seeing an opportunity, distracted players on the opposite side or you know, a wayward throw and we're just like, well, that's my catch or, uh, you know, that's um, yeah. you know, a player, player looking to get a ball in off the sideline. Oh, okay, I'm just going to ping you and get you. Like, it it will definitely come for bees, but it was, yeah, like I said, they probably deserve better. Um, yeah. But another game I do want to talk about because it, it leads up into what we'll probably talk about as our main game that we'll discuss, but that Wessex Mavericks game was an mm. awesome game to watch for for like Mavericks played really well to get a really strong lead. I think it was eight, it was like eight two at half time. I think um, like Mavericks got a really strong lead. They just crumbled in the second half, and it was like the most inf- like infuriating, frustrating thing to watch because it's like as a Leeds perspective, it's like come on, please beat them, please beat Wessex, please beat Wessex. But honestly, Harley Paul did like a really good job. Uh, knowing how to deal with Wessex in the first half. It was just in the second half, I think like they just didn't pay attention at times in the in the second half in the in the sets and like there was just a few a few throws that didn't need to be made, um, which were going really well in the first half and then they sort of changed it up, I felt, in the second half and it didn't really work. Whereas, you know, fair play to Wessex for just, you know, keeping on course and finding a way to to dig it out in the second half. Um but yeah, it was a uh, it was a great, it was a good game, and uh, we know the Leeds played uh, Mavericks in the first league meet, and I think there was there's one set difference between um, uh, Leeds and Wessex in terms of how they played uh, Mavericks because it was a 14-8 win I think for the Leeds in the first game. So, yeah, um, great match, to be honest. I have nothing to say on it. I was stuck in a car. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, you were. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, yeah no, it was a good game. It was, yeah, it was a really good game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there was any, I, there wasn't any footage, I don't think. But yeah, no, there's really, no footage of it. It, 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 it was a good game. And it was, yeah, um, Hartlepool got off to a really good start. And Wessex just clawed it back in the second half. Um, same with like the the Canterbury Mavericks one as well. That was um, pretty close throughout. It was sort of like sets went either either way, but it was just a case of I think Mavericks knew how to again close out sets. There was a smart decisions in the last few few seconds which made the difference, and I think that's to be expected from Mavericks because they are they've got a bunch of good players on them that are pretty experienced at this point. 
um, that can definitely do that. And I think Canterbury, while they may have been playing a while, they may not have been playing as a squad because this is, like in, you know, it's their first national league as a squad. Um, so yeah, but I think I think Canterbury have a lot to be proud of so far. I think they've been doing pretty solid for their first time out in what is actually a pretty competitive league. Yeah, no, definitely. I'd agree with that. I think I wasn't sure what to expect from Canterbury this year. Like you said, it's their first season in National League. They did do mixed, not mixed, uh, regional last year, but that was, that's technically a men's league, what they were in last year, regional. So it was, if they had women playing for them, it was just because they could. Um, so it's the first time that those women have all really played in a, a full squad this season. Um, so really impressive. I think every result that comes out of Canterbury is impressive just through virtue of the fact that they're even there. Um, yeah. So, you know, really amazing to see them taking points off of uh, people like Nighthawks, even if it's not a you know whole game that they took it off, a couple sets, that still goes a long way at the end of the year. Yeah. And I mean, that <laughs> that that double bill of uh, Wessex versus Leeds and then Nighthawks versus White Tigers, <laughs> you know, two great games to have on side by side. Uh, <laughs> it was really quite yeah. enjoyable. If you could bear and sit and watch uh, one on one court and then one all the way down at the end because they swapped them around. Because cross-eyed. Of the, yeah, like <laughs> really super, cross-eyed. super cross-eyed. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Canterbury also got, they, they had a men's last year in League 3, but um, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to say about the Nighthawks White Tigers game because I couldn't see any of it because I was a little bit glued to the the Wessex Leeds match. I don't have anything to say on the Nighthawks uh, White Tigers one because I literally couldn't look at the court. <laughs> I was playing on the other one. So let's go on to that one. Let's go on to the 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 first Women's League one game that was on uh, British Dodgeball stream. Uh, yeah. I guess first of all, how do we think? How do we think that was getting it on stream? Was it a good stream? People, oh, I don't know. Have you watched it back? Because I have. I watched it back. I watched oh. it in the car on the way back. <laughs> Honestly, I was I was driving back as well, and Frankie was sat in the back, and she was rewatching all the games in the back. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, to say that people who play dodgeball aren't addicted to dodgeball. Um, but yeah, no, it was yeah. it was it was a great stream. I think it was great to see Women's League One on show um, because there are some really great games that are worth seeing, and you know, there's. A lot of games that mean a lot to the uh, the table because this was a big one, um, <laughs> as long as uh, as well as a, a couple of the others that this league meet. But um, yeah, no, yeah. my hope is that like having that women's league one match streamed might if if some I know there are some critics of women's league one, some people who are like oh it's not competitive. Um, I do think a lot of those people haven't necessarily watched recent women's league one matches or some of the more interesting ones. I'd say there are some. There are as many interesting matches in Women's League One as there are in in any other league, if not more, to be honest. But that's controversial to say that last bit. So we'll we'll keep it with just you know there are as many interesting matches happening in this league as there are in any other one. And I think you know watching it back, that was a really good match to show. Um, a draw is kind of one of the most exciting ends that you can have in any dodgeball match, even if uh, I feel like that's an interesting one because that's always. In football, people like draw is the worst scoreline you can have at the end of it. It's so boring, but um, a draw in dodgeball is so exciting because it's just nail biting to get that last set. It really comes down to that final set: who's going to win it, whether they can pull it back to a draw, um, which is West in this case. Yeah, it depends on how that draw was formed, right? Like, yeah, have they come back late? Because there's another draw we'll talk about later that was quite, quite impressive. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, this game. Yeah, I, I mean, on the whole, like women's league one thing like i 
I I think you'd like if you followed Women's League One like we have been doing because we've been doing the podcast, you'd understand that there are actually quite there are storylines to follow. There are impressive things <laughs> that are actually interesting to to watch from someone who's not invested in the league. If you don't have a club in it, there are actually some interesting uh, matches going on and some interesting results that are probably surprising because you know like you got Leeds returning for the first time. You got Wessex that have dropped down from. Um, the Super League, you've got White Tigers as well that have dropped down from the Super League that are trying to make a uh, a, a comeback and have lost some players to, to Super League teams as well. You've got established clubs like Derby and uh, Sheriffs and Bees and Spartans who've got their seconds in it. It's, it's, and Nighthawks were so close to getting promoted last year as well. And to see them sort of mid-table this year, like it's... Yeah, there's a lot going on in this league, and if you there's a lot like, going on. Like, even if it's, you don't care about the like the level of dodgeball or whatever, like there is genuinely interesting matches to go follow and watch. Yeah, and at the end of the day, my stance is always: it doesn't matter if if it's not your cup of tea. You don't. No one's no one's going to hold a gun to your head and say you have to watch women's league one. You have to watch men's league two. You know, the, those leagues that people kind of are a little bit more dismissive of. But that doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be shown still. It might not be your thing. You know, I don't like watching cricket. That doesn't mean that we need to stop televising cricket, um, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so I was going to say, I just, that it takes up a lot of airtime. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, focusing on the actual game, it was yes. pretty back and forth, to, to say the least. I don't think anyone won more than two sets in a row, if I'm mistaken. No. It was very yeah. much every other set was a win. There were two set draws. Um, that happened throughout the match. So, yeah, that happened. Leeds were up by one set at half time. Um, I think yeah. it was six four. I want to say yeah, six four at half time. Uh, something like that. Um, and yeah, Leeds were close to close to win it, winning it. Uh, and a whistle, a whistle mid ball flight came down to the whistle. Oh, it's so annoying. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> We'll get them next time. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, oh, yeah, no, it was a good exciting. game. It's a, it's a very good match. I think the my main takeaway from it is that, I mean, a draw is fantastic. That makes for good viewing. But also it means that, like, assuming there are no upsets for the rest of the season, and that is a massive assumption to make in any league, but assuming there are no upsets, that really puts the title race, it puts a lot of weight on the title race for the next time that Wessex and Leeds meet because that's so much pressure that could mean that the title really comes down to that match and then if that one ends in another draw then it just comes down to set difference which is a real possibility so that adds so much pressure to every game for the rest of the season for both Wessex and Leeds because that is a real possibility that it will come down to set difference there is literally one set in it at the moment there is literally and the only the only way i can like rationally go through because they haven't all played the same teams yet um i don't think Leeds have played white tigers i don't think um no. so but uh wessex have and i think that would be an interesting game but then the closest thing that we have as a comparison is that mavericks Wessex and the Mavericks Leeds scoreline because I think Mavericks are third in the table. I could be wrong, um, but there's literally like yeah, Leeds beat them 16-8, uh, 14-8, and I think uh, Wessex yeah they've just beaten them twelve eight. So that one set, that's the difference. It's uh, it's kind of crazy, and yeah, it's um, it are oh, it's going to make the second half of the season so interesting. Um, there's yeah. a lot of lot of matches still to to play, and um, 
yeah, that top two um, is going to be interesting. But I think what that means is that, like, because Wessex and Leeds are kind of doing their own thing at the moment of not losing, um, that um, that leaves, like, the third, fourth, fifth race with, like, Derby, I think, Hartlepool, and I, I think it's Nighthawks. I think it's like yeah. Dar- Derby, Nighthawks, um, Mavericks, and Tigers. Like, I think Tigers are pretty comfortably third, but that fourth, fifth, yeah. sixth, like, there's actually a lot to play for there, like, that mid-table, to, like, get a finish in the top half. No one wants to say they finish in the bottom half of the table, but I think it's actually going to be a real struggle for some of these teams to, to like, actually... Yeah. Do you have the table graphic? Because we could just look at that Should we just go on to the table? Here we go. Uh, there you go. So yeah, yeah. Uh, fourth, fifth, sixth. So Mavericks, Phantoms two, and Nighthawks in the fourth, fifth, and sixth. Like Nighthawks were third last year. Yeah, that's um, mad. It's such a competitive league. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just reading the table. Just reading all, <laughs> all the mess that's gone on, the absolute carnage. So Leeds yeah. finally at the top, where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> Up there with the one set difference uh, over, over Wessex. <laughs> Literally, they've conceded the same amount of sets, but Leeds have one more. <laughs> and luckily, it comes down to sets. If sets difference is the same, it comes down to sets four. So I'm uh... so stressed looking at that table, <laughs> especially because I'm not I'm not playing this weekend, so I can't do anything to help this weekend. And I'm just sort of like, oh, I've got really bad FOMO. I'm so stressed. <laughs> Well, yeah. we'll get on to it. We'll get on to the matches this weekend in a sec. But um, yeah, uh, White Tigers have uh, come back up to third. I think they dropped down because they lost to Wessex. That was it. Um, yeah. And Mavericks have now done the same, so they've now lost to Wessex and Leeds as well. Uh, who have White Tigers lost to as well? Um, maybe they did play Leeds. I can't remember. Um, someone's going to have to like at us in the comments and tell us. Uh, what's happened because we clearly don't know our that's needs to hit you over the head for not knowing these things yeah i i yeah that's my bad guys um yeah other than that um yeah it's just Darby and fifth nighthawk sixth buttons down to seventh but that's that's just switching places I mean, nighthawks, yeah it? but it's like eight eight seven five five so that's yeah, yeah like <laughs> it's the, so it's a win <laughs> Like, the difference between third and seventh is a win and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's absolutely crazy as a table. Yeah, it's, um, what a, what a league. And, yeah, I still can't get over how many, how many draws. Like, three, Spartans two are three draws. Um, it's so funny. Yeah. So, there is plenty of reasons to get down and watch this league, because who knows <laughs> what's going to happen. Um, and it is actually going to be really entertaining, whatever whatever happens. Um, and I think that's part of the fun of it is that whilst it's quite close and it's it's really tense, I think everyone's just looking to have a good uh, good time and have a, uh, have good fun mm. when they're on court. So you know the energy is going to be high. You know the celebration is going to be wild. Um, it is probably the most en- I was going to say most most entertaining, most happiest uh, league to go watch. Um, vibes. <laughs> yeah, good good vibes. If if like because I think they play at the same time as men's super league, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so part of the reason if you, people... If you don't want to, like, deal with that mess and, like, <laughs> you know, 
guys getting angry at each other at the, uh, the neutral zone, then this is much more enjoyable to watch. <laughs> I, I would definitely say go watch this, and and you definitely get a good time. So maybe park, park if you if you're unsure, park yourself between court two and three, uh, in, yeah. in the stands, and and, and watch them both, and, and see see which one you end up watching more. Uh, that would be a good blind test. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's go on to. Well, let's go on to uh, the fixtures for this weekend. Completely unrelated uh, note. I, I maintain that Sheriff's Twos should be called Deputies. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, just seeing the, the honeys playing as Sheriff's Twos, it's like, nah, it should be honeys playing as Deputies. You need more interesting names for second teams. I, I, love, I, I, I love the whole, like, naming second teams thing. Like, it is, like... Surely, like, after the Phantom, should it not be, like, the ghouls or the poltergeists yeah. or something like that? Like, come on, guys. Like, Spartans after, like, that, maybe the gladiators? I don't know, like... <laughs> there's, there's room there for, like... There's, there's room for improvement. With names. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I'm just Pictures. gonna... I'm just gonna call it out. Honeys have got a rough week. Hmm. Um... That's gonna be that's gonna be some testing times for them. On the other hand, it's like a perfect chance to go in. Hey, we never no, no uh, we know it's probably not gonna go too well. Let's go play some dodgeball. Uh, let's go have some fun, and that can often lead to the upsets because they just play free spirited, take op- uh, opportunities when they can, um, and that can against against Wessex I think as well. Like could definitely play to certain plays um, certain advantage. So we'll see what happens with those two, but. Um, yeah, it could be, yeah. Could be interesting. There's there's two factors that are going to impact all the leagues or most of the leagues, I would say. Which so I'm just going to say in this one, and I'm not going to repeat this this information ever again for any of the future leagues on this episode. But affects all of them that we've got Christmas soon. So some people might just not be going because they're already going back home for Christmas, or they're busy with Christmas plans, or they've just got lives outside of dodgeball. But the second one is kind of related to that university students will be going home um, for Christmas. Their term will have ended already. So depending on whether or not people go to university local to where they grow up, um, that might impact certain players in certain certain squads, especially in second squads or in women's league one, where there are actually quite a lot of university students. It could have a, a pretty interesting impact. Um, so curious to see how that will happen, what the squads will look like this weekend. It should be an interesting one. Yeah, and that on, it's very cold at the moment. People are getting ill. Uh, you may have noticed there is no column. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he is. Column's he, not here. You're coughing. I'm sniffling. Yeah, like, like every, every, everyone, everyone will be okay. Um, and also, you know, some very boring people might prioritize some final that's happening on the Saturday, on Sunday. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know why you do that, to be honest. But hey. Um, yeah, so. Other than that, I yeah, a few few good games. I think Wessex Nighthawks. Um, that will be one to keep an eye on, just to see how uh, Nighthawks do. Um, to try and push themselves up the table. Um, and then also I think uh, Spartans versus Mavericks, as well as Phantoms versus Mavericks. I think are both key middle of the table clashes. Yeah. Uh, to to keep I'd an agree eye with on. That. So Court Four is your uh, part. You know, find a seat on court four and uh, get, all the way at the end of the hall. All the way at the end of the hall and, and enjoy watching that. Um, 
there's good seating actually for court four. I think that's that's the court that's got the best seating because you've got side court seating. Court um, four is the best to be like a group spectator. Yeah. Um, it's the most annoying court to ref if there's group spectators. <laughs> <laughs> but it is uh, it's it's pretty good to watch and be able to cheer on uh, from from the sides and and uh, yeah support there. You you really are heard on the court. <laughs> <laughs> Every single word of abuse. <laughs> abuse? <laughs> we don't do abuse here, no. <laughs> support, so it's support. All right, should we go on to our match to catch then? Match to catch. Match to catch. Yeah. All right, so our match to catch is Phantoms 2 versus Mavericks. And this is where I need to check our notes to see what the others have predicted. Um, mm. But yeah, so... Mavs v, uh, v Phantoms 2, middle of the table clash. I think it's, did we say it was fourth and fifth? Well, so yeah, fourth and fifth, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go straight away and give away Cole's prediction. Uh, if I can figure out my own work. Behave. Equal. God, there's <laughs> so many folders to go through for this stuff. <laughs> There you go. So, Maverick. Colin's back in, back in the maps. How are you feeling about yeah. this game? I uh, I agree with Colin. I think Mavericks will take it. I think on a different week, it might actually have been be closer. But like I said, I think Derby might be one of the teams that's affected by just sort of the sheer quantity of people who could be ill on top of the people who might be going home because it's a second team then as soon as you get people getting ill on the first team or happen to drop out on the first team they get moved up and that impacts the second team um so i think that might kind of work against derby's favor also outside of that i also think like generally it would probably be mavericks that would win this match anyway um they've just seemed really good that being said derby have been really Derby 2s are just exact copycats of their 1s in their style of play. And so when you watch them, they're just like, this could honestly go either way. And I'm having a hard time predicting Derby. Um, so, yeah, it, it could be, an, it'll be an interesting match. I mean, I'm, I'm going to back Mavericks, um, partly because I'm already so far behind you and Colin in the prediction race. <laughs> um, but also, I do actually think they're probably the more consistent team. Provi yes. Okay, touch wood, provided they don't get hit by the same COVID disaster that they had last year. In terms, because I know that the men's had a bit of a COVID issue. Um, but providing everything goes okay, I think the Mavs stand a solid chance. Um, like, I still can't get over their game against Wessex. They should have won that. They like if they had stayed the course, they they would definitely have won that. So. I definitely think Mavericks have what it's take take to win this. Um, I wouldn't like to like you know put a number on it, but I I will be fairly confident in saying that. Um, but... Also, the last match that I saw Derby Two's play was against Honeybees, and that was a really good match, which Derby did win. But it, I mean, it was the first time that Honeybees have brought like a, a decently a very good competitive team. Like the first meet, it wasn't that competitive of a squad. The second meet, which was one they played against Derby, they did actually have a, a good squad. Um, and it was a lot closer than than anyone would have thought, you know, as far as like individual frames, it felt very close. Uh, I think Mavericks have that ability to play that style, but better than these did. Um, just sort of that quick style up the wings um, and then controlled when they need it to be controlled, which is like I said before, where bees fall apart sometimes. 
So assuming they read Derby correctly, which I think there's enough match footage to do that, then then yeah, I would say Mavericks have, have the upper hand, but it could really go either way. Yeah, definitely. I, and some things to say on like our match to catch predictions and stuff like that. Um, last time uh, we predicted, we ended up predicting two games that ended up becoming two draws. Um, mm. It was the Leeds Wessex game, Wessex game, and I can't remember the other one. Um, anyway, oh, it was the Men's League One MK versus Nighthawks. Oh, yeah, that was a draw yeah. as well. So. Um, some good games to go watch, guys. We're not we're not too far <laughs> off, like saying like you know there are some great games. And this is another one um, that uh, Bevers is predicting as a draw, but he's slightly favouring Derby twos. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll have to see how how that one goes. Um, but yeah, so that's that's those ge- those, those those games or that game. This is where. Nick then has to do. I love, I love listening to you trying to babble to fill the void while you do your little graphics. I mean, like, it's, you, it's, you don't know like, yeah, you can, you can, yeah, okay, go on. <laughs> I can fill, fill the silence. I've already used my thought about, um, uh, what was it, sheriffs being deputies. I don't really have any further thoughts about <laughs> second teams beyond that. That's my one, one fun thought from this week. Well, this is where we really need, uh, to, to sort our, um, Get like some music going for. Uh, mm. This is why we need Colm. He would be here, like coming up with catch, random songs match, match about all catch. the. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So annoying. We love you, Colm. We miss you loads. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> How many times are we gonna mention it in this episode? I mean, yeah. He he wishes he was here. So. Uh, I can't find what I've done with the graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, women's Super League. Women's Super League, yeah. I I can do it off the top of my head. Um, Women's Super League. The last two matches were absolutely insane. I was stuck commentating um, for way too long. There was so much referee time, stoppage time in that last match. All I wanted to do was go home. But also, like the score lines were really interesting in both matches, and there was a lot of really interesting stuff going on. So I was very much torn as a commentator between the fact that I felt like death. But also some of the best dodgeball I've seen all year was happening in front of me, which is a bit of a bit of a you know rock and a hard place situation there. Yeah, I mean, what would you do? Look after your own health or watch more dodgeball? I don't know. Um, watch more dodgeball. <laughs> watch more dodgeball. <laughs> well, you got there eventually. Uh, we got the results in front of us. Um, yeah, I am trying to remember which game because it was Court Two that was live streamed, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember how the games went. Um... So a couple very interesting ones there. Um, I'd say one of the first ones, the one that I thought was going to be like the big headline of the day uh, when it happened was Bedford Eagles against Queens in the sense of when I was watching, I was like, how the hell is this happening the way it is? Um, No offense to Queens. They also said the same thing. So (laughs) it's a 13-9 scoreline in the end to Bedford Eagles. But... I think going into that one, you know, Queen's had quite a rough day. They were playing against Spartans earlier in the day and then Bedford Eagles. So that's those two very tough teams. They lost 18-4 to Spartans earlier in the day. And I imagine they were going into this match against Bedford Eagles anticipating the same. Um, it, it was really, really good play from Queen Bees. They were uh, keeping on top of it. They were winning sets. I don't remember what the score was at halftime, 
but it's um it's a really good match to go back and watch because it's just it's interesting i wouldn't say that queens uh have the better players on paper by any stretch of the imagination but they were playing better than beagles were for long stretches of that game they just had their heads together and importantly they were having fun which is really nice to see and it's that thing that you see sometimes where just like if a team is having fun and they've kind of just sort of decided it's a write-off um, and we'll we'll see the same situation I think with your match against Bedford Eagles uh, Leeds in, in men's league one later on but when a team kind of writes off a match sometimes they do a lot better than they would have if they'd taken that match seriously because they just go in they have fun they're not stressed about the scoreboard and they're just playing their best game their personal best and just having a lot of fun um 13-9 I mean it genuinely could have ended in a draw or even a Queens win that match um Bedford pulled it back at the end basically so <laughs> Which is that's quite a that's quite a shock um, result, I would say. That's uh that's not oh, something yeah. we'd expect. To see. Especially when you compare it to the Spartans Bees result earlier in the day. Yeah, no, that's uh that's a really good good result for Queen Bees and one I think Beagles are gonna uh, probably walked away from that day feeling a little bit shell shocked and needing to review that footage to work out what went down with their players. I mean um, that, or they would just be like, we got the win, you know. At the end of the day, you can't mm. fault you can't you can't fault getting the two points at the end of the day. Like, it's I don't a, think that's how those top teams think, I, and I I don't think that's how those top teams should think. I think if you win something by less than you thought you would, then it's worth wondering why you thought you were going to win I, it better uh, yeah, and, and what that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they did win six, 6 against Storm One, so that's you know it was it was a day that came they came out of it with two wins. Um, it was a good day. It's just a an interesting fixture for them that second one. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to remember if there were any others that were tele- televised that were streamed. Um, televised. Televised. Yeah, well, we should be there. Um, yeah. But I, I honestly can't remember any of these. I I know there was some stuff oh. that happened in the the, the Spartans Phantoms game, but I can't remember what. Yeah. I think it came down to the end where Phantoms were realised that they were ahead enough at the end, and the Spartans couldn't come back. Um, I, I'm I'm very happy to talk about the the phantoms. You you keep, you keep going yeah, because um, honestly, my notes have like all gone out of my head. This is why we should have recorded like places. straight after. Like, this is why we should have recorded straight after we'd watched them because I'm like, oh, I've got stuff to talk about. I remember going on, yeah, but no, I don't remember. When it gets to men's league, then I'll just be sat there dumbly nodding <laughs> like, while you say things. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. um, that definitely happened. <laughs> yeah, thirteen nine. So the two matches right at the end, the ones where I was I was commentating four two with. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, the last, the last, last one was the last yeah. one was the two of us. So uh, catching out special there. Um, yeah. So we were commentating the Derby versus Phantom, uh, Derby versus Phantom, <laughs> Derby versus Spartans match, um, and then also keeping an eye on the Sheriffs versus Storm Twos match, which was very, very close. Um, a, a win, close win there by Sheriffs, uh, which I think Storm Two will be quite happy that it was that close. Um, but no, the the. Phantoms versus Spartans. I don't know why it's really hard for me to not say Phantoms versus Derby. Uh, Derby versus Spartans match was very close for a lot of it. And then basically, like, Phantoms just started running away with it. And I I said to you before we started this that I have, like, a couple things before each episode that I've got in mind. Really, the only one that I've got in mind for this one is this match. Because in my commentating a lot of time, I referred to it as being, like, um, Spartans are really structured and Phantoms are really chaotic. 
And I feel like that that's not the right choice of word. It's kind of my reflex word when talking about Derby because that's how we used to talk about Derby when I was playing for Spartans. But it's it doesn't really do justice to what it is that they do well, which is when it comes down to a situation when, say, you've got 60-40% chance of success, so 60% chance of success, 40% chance of failure, a team like a team like Spartans will look at that and think, I'm better off for my team alive. I'll wait until a better chance comes around. And so it's very structured, very organized. You wait until a, a high probability chance, high success chance comes along. Um, unless you're like, you have nothing else left to do and you're screwed. With Phantoms, I feel like they have a little bit of a lower um, threshold, risk threshold. They're like actually a higher risk threshold, as it were, where they're more willing to take that risk and they're more willing to gamble. They're still not taking stupid risks. They're not taking the risks where it's 40% chance of success and 60% chance of failure but they're taking it when it's a little bit close to that line which means sometimes watching the matches it feels as if you've watched a match like when phantoms lose a match you watch them and you go why do we think they're so good they made a whole bunch of things here that didn't go their way and they made really poor decision making and when they do well then you're like oh my god why do why didn't we think that they would do well in this match like they're, they're really good players and they do so well and it basically comes down to on certain days, those decisions will really work out for them. And on certain days, it won't. But overwhelmingly across the entire season, it will work out for them more often than it doesn't work out for them, which means you end up with matches like this where, you know, on paper, and I would say Spartans have the better team. They have more international players. It's very much, you know, that pound for pound, a better team. But phantoms took the risks they took those chances when they were there and it paid off for them and they, they were just very good at selecting those moments and that that works out well for them i think that's really a credit to their coaching that they're able to notice when something's you know just a little bit on that line but is more likely to go that way they're like yeah i'll take that whereas other people might lose their cool and just not go for opportunities anymore just to stay alive basically it's much more of a team way of looking at a game you're thinking it doesn't matter if I go out now, my team will be able to bring me back in or, you know, something will happen. I keep having to adjust my headphones. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're thinking like, it's not down to me. It doesn't matter if I go out, you know, I'm not the most valuable person. It's the team that's the valuable asset here. Whereas with Spartans, with Bedford Eagles, with quite a lot of teams, the, the mentality is you are very valuable to a team alive. Do everything you can to stay alive. Don't do silly risks. And that leads to some players being a bit overly cautious, I would say. So yeah, long story short, when I say phantoms are chaotic, uh, I don't mean that in an insulting way. I don't mean it in a negative way. I mean it in a very positive way. They do careful chaos. They choose chaos very, very well. Um, and it just leads to a really good dynamic on court. Um, they also just play individually different styles for each individual player, but it melds very well across the team instead of playing a team style, I would say. So it's a tricky one to try and work out a way of fighting against because if you pick a style of dodgeball to fight against you're only really going against two players at any given moment um so it makes it quite hard to do those over overarching tactics um against phantoms but yeah really really good match for them just fantastic 13-9 i wouldn't have predicted that i don't think many people would have predicted that going into that match because we kind of turn our noses up at, at phantoms sometimes a little bit unfairly um and potentially overhype spartans um but it's, they, they are a very, very, very good team, and they've beaten Spartans before. They beat them last year. I think that's what I said last episode, was I said Phantoms beat Spartans last year, so it's not a foregone conclusion that they could beat them again. But 
Um, and I, I regret the butt now. It's, it's bottoms can be beaten by phantoms, uh, and it seems to be their weak point. So, good match. Watch it. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I need to rewatch it because, um, yeah, I remember it being like quite close and quite dramatic at the end. Um, mm -hmm. Was there a rules thing that came up in it? I can't remember. Um, uh, time was stopped quite a few times uh, for record decisions, and there was an incident involving which ball hit which player and then time being stopped too late essentially uh for that decision it should yes. have been stopped when the question first rose because it became an issue of i think it was jen was maybe like looking around wondering what happened or something and, and was trying to maybe sort of gesture that time should be paused someone was on the derby yes. side because because a ball had been caught by spartans i believe so i think it was a three um, ball throw right and then two yeah to one hit and one was caught but it yes. was like difficult to work it out was... which one was caught and then in the yeah. like trying to work out who had been caught because the referees are saying one of you have been caught we don't know which one but one of you needs to go up yeah. and know you've been caught Darby then couldn't work out between the two of them who it was that had been caught and in doing yeah. so uh was it Lucy then through so, so Lucy then goes up and throws at Jen because Jen's looking off to the side yeah. uh, to be like which one of us was it and this is the interesting point is looking back at the footage it was Jintare's ball that was caught it wasn't yeah. Jen's there's no way that they could have known that on court but the tricky thing is when Lucy throws that ball and hits Jen it kind of then makes it very easy for the rest to make the decision that they do make which is well Jen's now out anyway we're not yeah. sure whose ball it was maybe we'll just sort of let's let's clean slate it uh and, and make a decision that play. doesn't feel too unfair to either side we'll say that a catch was made on this side but the the player that you hit out was the one who was caught so it, it feels that that's a decision that kind of leaves both teams feeling like okay we didn't lose out we had part of that decision go our way but realistically it should have you know looking back at the footage with the benefit of that camera angle and the benefit of slow motion basically <laughs> then you can see that it's it's g's ball that's caught but I don't know. Like we don't know what the decision would have been made otherwise, and I don't think yeah, it's and it, uh, like I think it's tricky. Yeah, now it's coming back to me now. So I think like for me, the bit that's that's difficult is from a Spartan's perspective. This was Spartans realizing they haven't got much time to bring this back. So yeah, what Lucy did was like totally right. Like I haven't got much time. They're messing around. I'm gonna go take a hit. Makes yeah. sense. But like mm -hmm. in terms of getting the best outcome for Spartans to then try and like go from there is probably have gone, look, catch was made and make a real big deal out of it and get the rest yeah. stop time. And the quicker you can make a big deal out of it's someone's not gone out, the quicker the refs are more likely to stop time and say, right, we need to figure this out because no one's yeah. gone off yet. That being said, well. <laughs> it's yeah. like you can't guarantee that the refs are going to stop it in time because I think it was yeah. towards the end of the set, one ref might be looking at the clock because they're trying to make sure that they get the time right. Like It, it becomes difficult from a refereeing perspective. So it, it, it's a difficult one to manage. I personally don't know what I'd do in that situ situation. Probably like because I'm less of an aggressive person would have probably have like stayed back and gone, look, this catch matters and gone from there and then try and like, you know, hit them out that way. Um, I'm an aggressive go. player. I would have gone and hit them. Yeah, I would have done the same thing as Lucy. So it's it's purely down to the player at that point, and that's it's tricky. It's tricky to say what the correct path as a player is in that situation, and it's also tricky to say what the correct thing for the rest is to do because yes, the rest should have maybe paused time, made the decision as soon as the confusion started to appear, 
pause time, make a decision. The thing is, everyone complains so much about time being paused. Like that is one of the number one complaints that players have is they're like, you're pausing the time too much, you're breaking up the flow of the game. You need to let us actually play and just make a decisive action. The decisive action hadn't happened. So do you pause time? Well, you could just now make a decisive action um, and just choose to, to, to make a choice and say that player's out and let the game keep going and not break the flow. But then people might complain about it later because they'll be like, oh, but you didn't pause time. And then that's exactly what happened here. Time wasn't paused and it just led to confusion. Then they paused time later on. So the problem there is you're kind of backtracking on a decision that you'd already made. I don't know. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I personally would rather that the ref didn't pause time, but I also would rather that the players just knew who was out and make a, de make a decision as a player there. If no one's calling you out, just kind of, I don't know, decide it, walk off. Yeah. <laughs> like, just it's, decide it's, it. It's it's a difficult one because like, yeah, there there are there are incidents in which like the referee blowing pause like oh something complicated has just happened and we can't work it out instantly is a good mm. thing, but sometimes it's a bad thing especially when the counters are on and things like that like, um it just yeah if things have yeah. got gone different I think like a prime example of that was the Northern Ireland men's final where the ref <laughs> like chaos happened in like literally the last <laughs> second. And the referees like arguably did the right thing of stopping the game to work out what just happened because it's such an important moment. But on the other hand, it meant that a counter, like a player who thought they were out from Northern Ireland was stepping off court. Like arguably Brett would have hit the counter. We don't know because he didn't throw the ball. The referees stopped yeah. the time. Maybe they would have hit and maybe it would have been a 1v1 in the end. But it didn't. Yeah. The referee stopped the game. It was a 2v1. We don't know what, what would have happened. It's... Yeah. It, as a referee, because of how many balls are flying around, it is almost impossible to always make the right decision. So I think the referees did the you know, the best they yeah. could in the situation. It's just it's one of those things of sometimes it's gonna happen. And you know, what would have really helped Spartans would not have been in that situation in the first place. <laughs> like yeah. if they, you know, arguably you play the game in front of you and if you played a better game then then this wouldn't have happened and um you wouldn't have been that stressed in the in the in the later stages of matches. But I think just to close off yeah. on this, like the one thing that I wanted to take away from it is kind of like what you said is, is that um, I personally thought Derby were a decent team, but I never really probably respected them as like a, a top three team or anything like that. And I think mm. this has sort of shown me and, you know, same with the men's, I think as club, as a club in general, like to put a bit more respect on, on what they can do and how they can play as a club, because they really can, consistently get the results that they want um you know there's a, i think it's more it's fairer to say that we've got to the point now where when they lose it's it is more of an upset than when it's the other way around when they win and actually we probably should have said no fair enough derby had a had a um, we're in a good place to begin with so um yeah. anyway shall we go and see what the this means for the table yes we should all right so that does mean derby are now at the top after all that switched around switched around yeah. um it was fun because of that game three teams at the top with five wins and there's only derby's draw that's keeping them ahead it's kind of nuts and also seeing valkyries that high as well like i mean valkyries got a really big win i think it was 22-2 or something like that that they got um against uh storm two or something this this week just gone like damn like yeah. you know they're playing really well and keeping themselves in the, in the fight all the way to the end so 
Um, we'll have to see how Eagles do because after that double loss in that one meet, that's done so much damage to their chances. Um, yeah. And then Rangers like quietly sitting in fifth as well, uh, much improved from last year where they finished eighth, just avoiding relegation at the end there. So yeah, it's chaotic oh. but in a different way to last season. <laughs> it's a really interesting table. It's I have no way of knowing, like, way of predicting how it's going to look at the end of the season because like. I could very easily see Spartans now taking a tumble uh, energy-wise. They've they've got a few players out with injuries. Like they could maybe start to tumble down the table a bit. I could also see Valkyries tumbling down the table. I could also see Storm tumbling up the table. I could see Sheriffs tumbling up the table. I could see Stafford tumbling up the table. Like every one of these, I could see a version where this table just flips by the end of the season. I think it's unlikely, but it could happen. Um, and it's just kind of like I don't know. It's it's not. It's still reasonably close. It's not as close as I think it was maybe this time last season, but it's um it feels like it's getting closer as the season goes on. That the the sort of matches that there are more interesting upsets that have happened in the last two meets than the first meet. I think went pretty much as I thought it would go, whereas this last meet didn't go how I thought it was going to go at all in most matches. Um, so, I think yeah, really interesting. I think yeah, it's like. There are definitely still upsets happening all the time, but there definitely seems to be like a, a top band and maybe a lower band was forming in the table. Like that sort of Derby to Eagles, I'd say, are definitely up there. And then you got Rangers through to Sheriffs, where it's pretty close. You know, obviously only the one win between them. I think that that being said, anyone in that lower band can definitely beat someone in the top uh, the top yeah. band and just cause chaos. So. Whilst like, there seems to be Storm some sort of... against Derby, and yeah. it's it's all just kind of See, even though there seems to be like some sort of like yeah like this separation that's starting to occur, I definitely think yeah there's potential for enough upsets where it just all becomes a mess and we get into a similar situation as we were last year. Um, yeah. Oh, so oh, exciting! Yeah. <laughs> I love this league so much. <laughs> I just I love I love all the leagues like they're just <laughs> apart from apart from men's league three like men's league three you can just go and like write your own story and everything's set out from the start like pretty much everyone knows where they're gonna finish in men's league three by now it's pretty much a done deal everyone else's table are a complete and utter hideous mess and we love it. <laughs> men's league three, step it up. Yeah, sort yourselves out, right. This weekend's fixtures. fixtures. Um, lovely morning slot for them. Uh, there's no men's league three to join them, so they are by themselves. So if you want to get down for a nice early start this Sunday, um, you've got, but you can watch both courts, not have to get distracted by other matches going on. Um, so yeah, easy, easy day to for watching. Um, that being said, some interesting games all around. I'll say that always, but. Personally, Every like the time. one, yeah, the, the ones that I'm drawn to are um, EAV versus Spartans. I think it'll be a good a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, oh, where was the other one that I was looking at? Uh, Raptors Storm oh. 2. Yeah. Like, that's a big yep. game. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to have to say that I think Storm 2 should, should win that game. Um, mm. But Raptors 2 are above them in the table and got that win over bees so who knows um but you know i'd, I'd i think it depends that. i mean 
Storm had their Christmas party, right? So maybe two weeks. Let's ago. keep an eye out for COVID. It's two weeks ago. Is it two weeks ago? Yeah, that, that's I, fine. That's but they fine. just have a normal social in the last few days. I feel like I've been seeing things from London people a lot recently. Yeah, I was social bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're a good bunch. So watching watching the footy with some of them on uh, on Saturday. Um, so mm. yeah, but they seem they seem healthy and fine. Touch wood. Um, so I think yeah they. They should be at full strength. Um, I love trying to make predictions about outcomes based on the relative health of players. I think it's such a such a great way of trying to do dog ball predictions. Just, I mean, like, there's so much that goes into how strong a team are. Like, it's how well they're gelling as a as a team in in general. Um, mm-hmm. What play style does their play style match up against the opposition? Does the people in their squad like aid the play style that they need to play to be matched up against their opposition and then like if they have star players are they fit and, and able to play like and that's just some of the of, of the things that impact it yeah. um you know it, i think i think raptors might take that match the the raptors storm one i i honestly think like it'll be close but i think it could end up being raptors that's not our match to catch prediction, though. No, so no, I was going to say, shall we just have our own little... Tally. <laughs> shall, shall we have our own little match to catch prediction on the side here where we're just like, yeah, so I'm going to go Storm, you're going to go Ratsis. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, other than that, like, any other... I mean, Queen Bees against Storm 2 could be interesting. That's, uh, that's one that they have to really... If they want to stay in contention to not be relegated, that's a match that needs to be won by either side. Um, yeah. So... Seeing how these have won their first two games and they've lost everything since, am I right? Uh, yeah. And they that includes losing to Raptors. So yeah, if yeah. they want to keep if they want to keep their hopes alive of staying in in the Super League, then they they will need to clutch a dub. Um, yeah, that is that is a sentence. Yeah. Clutch a dub. Yep. Clutch a dub. Jesus. But I think our match to catch is Derby Rangers. Am I right? For my, yeah. for my, for my chat and shall, I, shall we it's just either go Derby Rangers or Spartans Valkyries but shall I think we, it's Derby just, Rangers because we, we don't like Spartans anymore <laughs> it's Derby Mavericks yeah <laughs> no it's definitely not that Nick needs to sort it out um, we're in Super League predictions uh, you know what Complete, think... completely wrong I... it's Raptors Storm <laughs> It's Raptors Storm. Storm too. <laughs> right, we've already done this segment. Yeah, we've already done this. Uh, that's great. Um... <laughs> well, oh, this makes I, it like... I was so <laughs> sure that it was the um, the other one. You could tell, like, oh. how not with it we are, because, like, we discussed this literally hours ago. <laughs> um, so on that okay. note, Nick's definitely going with Storm. I am doubling down on that. I'm going with Raptors. I think we can speed through this segment. Yeah, just let's let's catch up a little bit on the we're definitely behind on schedule anyway. So that's a, a Raptors for Zoe. Um, now Nick needs to figure out why are we allowed to run a podcast? <laughs> I don't think there's rules against who can and can't, to be honest. But well, it's, it's shit like this where like when people come up to people to sorry to you specifically i don't really get this but i've heard you and colin talk about this experience of having people come up to you and be like you said something wrong on the podcast you were mean about us on the you said bad things i no one says this about me because i'm perfect but you know (laughs) i never make a wrong prediction except the ones that i did do wrong um 
you know, when people do that, I'm just like, what do you expect? Like, who gave us the authority to do this? Nobody. We don't know what we're talking about. Am I the only one who said raptors? You are the only person who said raptors. (laughs) This could either be a great opportunity for us to catch up to you, or you're going to, like, storm away with it. So... Um, shall I give a quick summary of where we're at on uh, in terms of predictions? Yeah, we've yeah. We've gone through this super quick. So, um, we're three, we're, we've done three weeks of predictions, and we've done, I think it's what, two weeks of seven predictions and one week of six predictions? Um, yeah. Because of the men's league floor being out of sync. Um, 20. So, drum roll, please. In last place with, wait, so wait, two sevens plus six is. 20 right 20. okay out of 20 yeah. right we have bevers on nine <laughs> bevers is rating system especially worse worse than, than yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> we love you bevers and we love your predictions and this is why we want oh. to have them um proving that they are better than flipping a coin is on 11 out of 20 nick uh, i'm very proud of that um, well next, next up on 13 out of 20 is Colm and Zoe just proving that she can't make, put a foot wrong with predictions. 16 out of 20. That's above a 75% success rate. That's pretty damn good. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm really worried about this Raptors prediction now though, because it's absolutely going to screw me in the scoreboard if they let me down. But I do, I do genuinely think they could win this. No offense to Storm Two. I think Storm Two are a fantastic team, but I think Raptors just as surprising in a lot of ways. And I don't know. I can see it going the Raptors' way. I don't know why. I think the, the thing for me is that um, Raptors have a lot of individual talent on their team. Yes. And they do play in a very um, unique sort of play style. I think it's <laughs> it. I don't. I don't really know how to describe it because it. They can do like structured throwing plays when they want, but then they have like Alex who can just basically, if you've thrown any ball at her, even if it's three, can probably catch two of them at the same time, which is ridiculously yeah. scary. Um, but then they have other players that are just, they're really difficult to hit. They're good dodgers. Um, they're quick around yeah. the court. Um, so it depends. Honestly, it a lot of really good catches, a lot of really quick runners. Like Manon's really fast up court. Alex is very fast up court as well. Not to harp on about how good Alex is, but you know she's very, very good as a winger. Um, so the fact that she's make like we think of her as a catcher and she's really a wing player is yeah. that's that's interesting in itself. Like that's not what you're meant to be doing on that wing. Um, but no, it's it's a really interesting team. I think Raptors are one of those teams where if they start to go up they just hit this stride, like they're catching everything. Suddenly they're just completely unstoppable. Storm are a little bit more consistent and they just kind of get on with it. Um, so it's a matter of how early that first catch that they give away to Raptors, because there will be one that they give away, how early that comes in the game, I would say kind of defines the scoreline for me. Um, and also which players show up, because yeah. it's no, a I Storm think... 2, so but yeah, I think might Storm... promoted. Yeah, Storm 2 of like a pretty... So- like we've said this every time we've seen their team sheet a pretty solid team a team that are pretty like used to each other by this point like it's not changed massively since when they were in league one um and they pulled out some like janky wins in league one last time but like well deserved and you know i definitely think that they've they've got that ability to i think they're just a solid a solid team and it's whether or not they 
sort of chaos random skill factor of raptors can break down like the, the cohesiveness of, of Storm 2. That being said, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get around to watching Storm too much this season, so I could be talking about my ass. So, anyway, moving on, we'll head on to our next league. The men. The, the, the men. So many This should men. go faster, because I'm, I just, just chat so much. I go on monologues. I've realised this listening <laughs> back to the podcast. I just monologue. Whereas with Men's League, I'm very happy to sit here and be like, I know, fuck all. <laughs> I know some stuff, clearly. I'm getting my predictions right, but I don't know why. Yeah, I, so, I get, I, honestly, I'm just, like, absolutely blank. I did watch all of these, like, two <laughs> weeks ago. Like, I watched all the stream matches. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, yeah, Bees just looked really strong in all their games. Uh, I don't really have much to say on that. They just... I think they're surprising me at how consistently strong they are. Um, yeah. Oh, I do have something to say about one game, which is Storm Rangers. What a bloody match that was. That was a great match to watch. Fair play, Storm. Um, that was I know, a very good match. I know Rangers, uh, Tamas wasn't playing because he was injured, um, but he came on at the end. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't do enough to to bring it back for them. But like Storm just looked like so dominant and like can like just rangers when they had their like like it was their their gear was going and it, like everything was just ticking over that's when they could just like cruise ahead and like win a set and it was fine but like storm were just a little bit too good at just like knocking rangers off their pace and then rangers just yeah. kind of like deal with it and get back and like do the stuff that they're really good at like making a shed load of catches when they needed to or you know, having each other's backs on um, counters when they needed yeah. to. They just didn't have... Storm were just like, right, okay, we'll go into this. We'll take the trades and come out better. Like, and it just it just worked for them. Like, it was it was yeah. a horrible Rangers... from a Rangers perspective, but beautiful from a Storm <laughs> perspective. Rangers across the board are an incredibly emotional club, I think is the best way of describing them. And that they do that to their benefit. They They use it very well in the sense of they're always there to support each other. Like, I guarantee, despite the fact that Women's Super League is the morning session this coming week and there won't be any men's matches going on at the same time, there will still be a whole bunch of Rangers men there just there to support the girls. Um, they're a very, very good club at supporting each other. And they know that they need to do that because they know that all their players are really, really emotional and really energetic. So as soon as they start going up, they just soar, like you were saying. Storm managed to just kind of keep structured and keep their heads cool which means that as soon as they manage to get a chink in, you know, in, in the Rangers' armor there, then suddenly Rangers are, like, stumbling a little bit and Storm can just go with that and roll with it. It's the right thing to do against a team that's that. If you can just kind of keep your own pace and keep going at your own speed, despite the fact that there is a wall of teal that is screaming at you, um, that's that's really, you know, that's that's quite good for Storm. That's, that shows a lot about their mental stability. Not stability, oh my god. Uh, men <laughs> <laughs> the mental health of Storm is not that. Um, no, the, the sort of mental strength, that's the, the term I was looking yeah, for. Okay. I mean, I just love how you're just like, oh yeah, Rangers are like a really emotional club, and I'm like, like the implication that every other club is just like cold-hearted, unemotive. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, they got hurt, what a shame. Like... <laughs> you, you... <laughs> You know what I mean, like, they're I so I loud. Mean, yeah. 
<laughs> yes, I know. I know what you mean. I've repped and played against Rangers. I know what it's like. Yeah. Um, they they definitely they were playing their boombox at the end. Um, they had their their uh, speaker blasting and and playing all yeah. sorts. So, and they they do definitely turn up with the energy. Um, yeah. As well, but absolutely. like yeah, like fair play to Storm. Um, absolutely cracking turnout from them. Um, to. To, to beat Rangers there and great for their like just great day for Storm really like even against Phantoms like Phantoms were playing so well uh, they played really well against uh, Bees and then Storm to come out and, and beat Phantoms as well like I don't know if Phantoms were just like drained after that game against Bees but you'd hope not they, they're a pretty fit team um, and I know that they've worked really hard over the summer on that and you could see like they're starting a few matches they like you know the fact until last league meet they were undefeated and even then it mm. took like a last second set against rangers to rangers to pull that away um derby are like honestly a really good team and the way that they played against bees surprised me they played better than i expected them to because i thought these would somewhat walk it but um these played really well it was just a, a really competitive match all the way through and then storm to then one up Bees, although I don't know how it can be 17 10 because that's physically impossible. I was way too confident speaking, so I could be like, I'm pretty sure that's an 11 17, not a 10 17 yeah. match. But like, um, yeah, it's a, a good good result for Storm. Like, good good day all around for them. Like, fair play, lads. Yeah. Um, Did you catch Meteors versus Silverbacks? Because that's quite a nice scoreline for Silverbacks, not gonna lie. I, I didn't. But I did kind of like keep an eye on the other Silverbacks game because that was our match to catch with Sheriff's v Silverbacks in. My word was that ended up being one-sided. <laughs> um, Said it would. <laughs> like, fair play, Sheriff's. Um, I, I honestly, yeah, I got that one wrong. My bad. Um, <laughs> big win for them. Um, yeah. No, massive for, for Sheriff's that. But that was always going to be the case. That's what I said last time. Either one of those teams was going to start winning sets and then they were just never going to stop. And it turned out Sheriff's were the ones who started winning sets and didn't didn't give up. So 21-5, pretty, yep. pretty good scoreline that. 14-12 um, as well. Yeah, 14-12 against Spartans. Yeah, like, yeah, that was, a, again, a really good result for Sheriff's. I think like for this... They're like a really good day for their set difference. <laughs> like even if they didn't get two wins, really good day for your set difference there, Sheriff. Um, probably needed in this league, to be honest. Is like get what you can. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. I think Sheriff's pulled that one back, wasn't it? I think Spartans had that. Yeah. Okay. They started climbing back. Yeah, Sheriff started climbing back, which was you know good to see from a Sheriff's point of view, knowing that they needed to, well, knowing what they need to do in this league. I think they've yeah. been in, they've been in this league long enough to know <laughs> what they need to do to stay up. Um, but yeah, good. Should we look at the table? Yeah, seeing as I've Talk like completely up. blanked on everything else, um, <laughs> really bloody helpful uh, table. Here we go. What's changed? Um, oh yeah, um, Derby just tumbled down the table, and then everyone else makes gains on them. Um, yeah. that's that is rough rough one for Derby. Yeah. Um, especially when they played so well as well. Like, yeah. But th that's what, you know, you know, they've just, they're newly promoted and that's what you've got to face in this league. Um, yeah. You know, Derby and Silverback still up above Storm 2 and Wessex there. So showing that they definitely belong in, uh, in the Super League. Uh, I mean, the gap between Phantom and Silverback is a decent one now. Yeah. Um, Phantoms have a, a little bit of room 
they don't want to keep this losing streak going though. They'll want to bounce back. We'll see how they yeah. do this weekend. But um, look at Killerbees up there, man. It like we you know for, uh, when the season started, I thought the the top three would have been Rangers, Spartans, and Meteors, and I was fairly confident in saying Rangers were gonna edge them out and. My gosh, have I been proved wrong? And boy, <laughs> did I underestimate Bees and Storm. Like, jeez, like, wow. Um, I don't. I yeah. Also done something wrong on the table there with the fact that it's four win, four wins and two losses for Bees, and they've still got eight, ten points. Um, I'll have to double check that one. Um, but yeah, just uh, wow, quite quite an impressive uh season for both of them so far. I feel like what what's happened is like they are, they they were the mid table last season, and I feel like they still kind of are, but they've just like upped their game enough that the guys above yeah. them just haven't, and that's why yeah. sw- that's why they've switched places. It's getting closer. Yeah, it's getting closer, and that that's why they've like sort of switched places. I don't feel like that's the re- like I don't feel like it's a case of um, yeah, like there's. I a don't think Rangers have got worse. Them. Yeah. Like Rangers are just just as good as they were last season. They're really really impressive. It's just everyone else is kind of catching up as well, and it's making it very messy in that uh, that whole section. I mean, everyone everyone basically from Meteors down to Mantums, I would say you can you can shuffle that however you want, and I would believe it. Yeah. So I've just checked. It is five wins for for bees, not four wins. Nice. So yeah, they are they are up there equal on points. They just need a set difference to. To bring it back but yeah um and three teams all on six um with three wins and three losses so yeah yeah doing it the conventional way uh rather than what is it two wins and two losses uh two draws and a loss or whatever whatever it is you can get six on that some other teams have got to get six yeah i think it's two wins two two wins two draws and two losses also equals six yeah oh uh, yeah yeah um, and there's a few a few teams in other leagues that have done that. But yeah, anyway, on to uh, the fixtures this weekend. Um, I'm sure these are going to be streamed. Don't know which ones yet. Um, keep an eye on British Dodgeball. Uh, Mr. Such will, will post accordingly, I believe. Um, so, yeah, just keep an eye out. They will be streamed somewhere. So, yeah, keep your eye out on a Dodgeball notice board. Um, any matches that you're looking forward to this weekend? I mean, having just said that you can shuffle pretty much anyone in those top seven, and I believe you, you can shuffle any match out of those top seven, and I'd have to say it's a good match. Like, Bees versus Spartans, that'll be fun. Meteors versus Derby, that'll be fun. Sheriffs against Storm 1, that'll be really fun. <laughs> I think Storm 2 against Wessex is also going to be a really good one, just in the sense of, I don't think either of those teams have had a win yet this season, so that's a that's a fun match for both of them. Derby against Spartans, like all of them, I just have to read out the list, and there's an interesting match. I don't know if any of them really stand head and shoulders above the rest. I feel um, like Sheriff's v Storm. Storm versus one. Storm is Storm versus Storm is potentially the least interesting match, and it's still a Storm Derby, which is kind of fun, um, just conceptually fun. Like we know how that's going to end, but it's funny to watch. Um, yeah, I think um, they, that's like during the start of the World Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> so they just yeah. like I imagine they should like just walk on court and be like right okay if one person just line bolts and then everyone else just like sits <laughs> in the middle in the neutral zone with a little phone <laughs> um yeah that would be funny wouldn't it um 
but yeah, no, I think the Sheriffsy Storm game is going to be quite a quite a big match into like sort of working out where those two teams are because I think the results Sheriffs showed last evening still surprised me. I didn't see, I, I genuinely didn't see that result coming from Sheriffs, like such a big win over Silverbacks, and then like keeping it so close to Spartans. Um, that looks really promising for Sheriffs, whereas like Storm actually has the results to back up their ability um, and how well they've been playing this season. So it could be that like Storms are the one, one that have like consistently shown like good results, whereas Sheriffs are the ones that have shown promise. So it's like the difference between can Sheriffs pull through and show that they can fight with the top, or yeah. is Storm like actually just just better? Um, and, and yeah. can hold it, and I think that's going to be a really interesting game to see how that uh, that pans out for both of them and their seasons, respectively. Um, Agreed. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, like you say, like these Spartans, big game, you know, top top three all on the same points. Uh, can't neither of them can afford a loss there. Um, Meteors v Derby. We've seen how impressive Derby been against the top uh, top half of the table, so you'd expect them to come out. Um, fighting in that one, and then they've got Spartans in the. I mean, what a rough. They've got the um, the opposite of what Rangers had in the first league meet. Um, it'll yeah. be inter- it'll be interesting to see then if Rangers like over like I think they've already gone past Phantoms because of set difference, but if they yeah. jump even higher as a result because of what happens, like I think that'll be an interesting one to see see how Phantoms do against those two two top top squads. Um, Whereas, yeah, Rangers have uh, Silverbacks and Wessex, so that could be, one would assume, good step difference um, matches for them. But, I mean, you can't you can't really say anything's guaranteed in this league. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Welcome to an episode of Nick and Zoe, assuming they know something about dodgeball and not knowing anything at all. <laughs> Anyone who thinks, like, or takes what we say seriously, like, we do, we, we're just having a laugh. We're having a, having a we, we don't even know what our own match to catch is. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> we don't exactly. know anything. We, we're just like, we think this will be a good idea to go watch when we like talking about dodgeball. And if it gets more people talking about dodgeball, then great. But, um, yeah. I think they'll all be good matches. I think the real winner oh, is the spectator. Boring person. <laughs> <laughs> I think the real winner is Storm 2 beating Storm 1. That would be my ideal scoreline from that match. I think that would be the best result from the day. Yeah, big, big, up, big up London, big up London. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the match to catch? I genuinely don't what remember is, which one. What is match to catch? Oh, I need to sell the graphics. Don't I? Yeah. <laughs> you and I are going to find out together. Um, <laughs> Exciting. Match to catch, match, match to catch. Uh, it is bees versus bees. Bees versus Storm? No, I don't think it's bees versus Storm. I don't, I don't think it's bees versus Storm. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's these versus Spartans, right? <laughs> um, geez, yeah, I'm not going to go first. You can go first. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't can, know. I can do, I can do uh, Bevers's prediction first if you want. Yeah, let's do Bevers's prediction let's first. See. It won't influence my overall decision, but definitely, definitely wouldn't. Um, Bevers. I mean, I imagine his prediction will be Spartans, right? Um, well, you never know. Don't don't put words into his mouth. I mean, who knows? But yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's um, pretty. That's pretty easy to see. Yeah. And I, I mean, think... it's not a surprise then that uh, Colin's prediction is bees. 
Yeah. So. I think it's an interesting one because Spartans are higher in the table and were last year as well. Um, you know, overall the better team. But then it comes down to A, are they the best team on the meet? And B, are they the best team in this matchup, like tactically? Because I do know Bees have beaten Spartans before. They do know how to beat them. Um, depends on the players that show up. You know, Robbie won't be there for Bees, for example. So that that has an impact. But there, there's so much talent in the Bees side. Like they just bring up someone else instead. It's fine. Um, same with the Spartans, like it doesn't really matter who they drop, they can just replace them with another elite player, it's fine. So, I really don't know who to predict. Um, I want to say Spartans because I think that's the easy option, so I might I might say Spartans just because statistically. Mm. What are you going to do, Nick? <laughs> I'm not going to put mine down on paper yet. <laughs> what are you doing? Man, that's not fair. I'm like literally on your on your like graphic so I can change it. And I thought, oh, <laughs> you ruined it. Um, so, okay. My, my logic, I might toss the coin. <laughs> my logic here, and this is my thinking, and this is why I'm, it's hard for me, is that uh, Spartans had a slightly weaker team last league meet. They had a few injuries out. They are getting a few, not all of them, back this week, uh, I believe, uh, for this weekend. Now, we know the Bees versus Sheriff's result, and I think Bees won that by one or two sets. It was fairly close, if I remember. But Bees won it. And obviously, Spartans beat Sheriff's by one set. So do we think that Bees, with their strength, is, or Spartans, with their renewed strength, is three sets better then they or two or three sets better than they beat sheriffs last time that's that's the, the the quandary i think this could genuinely be a draw like i was about i was literally in my brain i was like it's going to be really really close it's going to be a draw we don't believe in stating in our predictions that it's going to be a draw so then the question now becomes which team do you think is more likely to shit the bed in the last minute i mean history says bees history says bees <laughs> But like, so this is the other thing as uh, well, right? Like, I didn't, like, we didn't uh, necessarily fully believe in the first, our first match of catch was Storm versus Bees, right? And we thought that was going to be a good mid-table clash. And you look at where they are in the table, it made sense. But like, Bees, like, they won that yeah. pretty comfortably. Um, so I think Bees have like just exceeded my expectations in every game so far they've only lost to rangers now i don't think they've played meteors yet either so we're really gonna see how that plays out when they start playing those two teams oh it's so difficult so <laughs> i'm not kidding i might just toss a coin right now um that's not a coin it's a biscuit but we're gonna work with it uh bees you're gonna go bees okay uh, that doesn't help me. Mm, I th I do think I was kind of gonna probably gonna go with bees anyway, but that helps. Um, I do think that it, it comes down to who's gonna shit the bed, and both teams have some players that don't that weren't previously in the ones like last season, and I think that that's an interesting dynamic when you've recently been promoted, as it were, you've recently been moved into that squad, and you're trying to prove your worth. That can sometimes lead a little bit more towards bed shittery just because you, you've you got so much to prove 
so you kind of like oh god i've got to do something like i've got to have my hero moment and then you just fuck it up um i, I hope that's a technical term have that. bad shittery is the official bad term, is yeah. the first term yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. um so yeah so i think either one of them could end up doing that which just makes it impossible to predict um but toss of a coin the yeah i the thing was, is I was really hoping you choose Spartans so I could confidently choose bees. But then I realized, <laughs> but then I was like, well, given that you've like, given that was my logic, I'm still going to choose bees anyway, right? That makes more sense. Yeah. So uh, I, I honestly think that bees have exceeded my expectations so far. And that sheriff's result from Spartans kind of concerns me. Um, yeah. And like you sort of look into the play style of the two teams as well and i'm trying to work out wh who suits what and i think these are a little bit more flexible in their play style than spartans which is why spartans do so well against meteors right but like yeah. against other teams that just like to be a little bit gung-ho at times like spartans yeah. can play that way but like i think they are just so not used to playing that way at times that they are yeah. drawn into making decisions that feel instinctively correct, but in the grand scheme of how the set plays out, probably not the right thing to do. Um, yeah. I think that may maybe favours Beats. Also, Beats have just had the flukiest catches in the last few meets. <laughs> like some of the random shit I've seen them like pull off. Like, the zombies side. Like you know what? Like Manchester are having a moment. Let's just give it to them. Um, <laughs> So, you know, that's that's my logic. I'm I am going to be yeah, I confidently going for bees. Yeah. Okay. I'm less confidently going for bees, but I will go for bees. As while you're changing the graphics, the other thought that I just had was because you said, you know, that that Spartan sheriff's uh, thing uh, is a, a little bit of a concern factor for you. And to me, yes, obviously that's something to be worried about. But Spartans will also have come away from that scoreline being like, ooh, that was a bit, that was something, what happened there? Uh, and they've got really, really, really good coaching staff. Like their, their, their focus on coaching in Spartans is really high. So I think they'll have looked at that and really unpicked what's happened. And they might go into this meet refreshed with a new idea of how to deal with those situations and might actually be uh, more polished as a result and might be a stronger team. That being said, they might also just be overthinking everything and, and therefore just not play confidently so much of dodgeball comes down to just sheer confidence and just you know backing yourself um and if if you've recently had a result that you didn't think was the result you wanted and you've now had to spend two weeks three weeks analyzing that result exactly to find out what went wrong you're in that negative headspace you're thinking you know we've fucked up before let's not fuck up again instead of let's go in and you know do our best and fuck up a bunch of people so Interesting to see what happens with that match. Yeah, no, I'll, uh, it's going to be cool. Okay, now we're on to Men's League One. Do you remember what happened this week in Men's no. League One? <laughs> not, not at all. Well, there were two draws, and one of them was our match to catch. And honestly, yeah. like, having, like, I was watching that game on, on, in the stands watching MK versus Nightbox. And honestly, it was the most like even game I've ever watched in dodgeball. Like it wasn't like one team got like massively ahead or anything like that. It just felt like 
MK knew how to to deal with Nighthawks at times. Like I felt like Nighthawks probably deserved the win, but MK just knew how to hang in it. And like because they knew how to hang in it, dodgeball rewards it when you can you can clinch a set every so often. It doesn't matter like what happened last set. If you got absolutely obliterated in the last set, who cares? You've got the next set, and if you then spend ages winning that set, doesn't really matter. If you as long as you get the points in the end, it works out. And I feel like that's just how the MK game and and Nighthawks game played out. They such different playstyles in my opinion. Like MK have like a few big arms that they can really use, and Nighthawks are just frustratingly quick around court and um, they're really quick callers and they, they they love to throw unnecessary counters just to see if it comes off um, and yeah really like get in your head because they're just constantly putting pressure on you um, and yeah MK seems to have been able to, to, to hold on for that, for that draw so Fair play. Um, for how you're uh, allowed to talk about Leeds and Beagles. I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> but just to, just for just so like you know the listeners who are keeping tally on how bad our predictions are, if it's a draw, we're considering it a, a win. So your prediction is correct because the logic stands is the other team didn't win, so therefore you're technically not wrong, and we're counting not wrong as right, rather than the it's, other way it's around. It's a very, very glass-half-full approach to it, isn't it? Yeah, it's I just mean, to make ourselves look better. We, we like to be positive in, 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 this, in these scenarios. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, this resulted in uh, both or all of us getting this, getting it right. Um, yeah. But, hey, we still stand that we need to make a decision. We don't, we're not allowed to call the draw, we have to make prediction <laughs> of who we think is going to win. Um, but yes, Beagles leads. Um, that was a bit of a fun game, wasn't it? Um, that was on the live yeah. stream. <laughs> In fact, the M- the MK Nighthawks game was also on the live uh, our live stream, I believe. Um, but yeah, Beagles leads. That was a, such a weird game to play in because, like, from my perspective, from like leads, um, we didn't necessarily have like all up, all the players there that we wanted. Um, we had to. We had like a few people drop out sort of last session, second due to illness, um, so we had to call up people from the twos. Uh, we had Frankie play for us as well, um, so this was all sort of like stuff that happened leading up to this. And Beagles undefeated going into this, um, like no reason to think that it's just sort of like fixture fulfillment. Like it's one of the best team speeches I've ever had from a captain was. Like when I was playing hockey and we were bottom of the table and we were playing top of the table and the captain just looked and said, look, Saturday afternoon, we're going for a pint after this match. It's fixture fulfillment. Let's just go have a good, a good fun. We ended up beating them 5-2. Like we whooped their ass. Brilliant. It was great. <laughs> so like, I, I honestly felt like this is that kind of game where at least from when I was playing it, I had zero idea what the score was for the entirety of that match. I know people were telling me, but I just kept assuming, oh, well, we'll throw it away soon. Like, it'll be fine. Like, we, we, we don't have a t- like, chance in hell to win this. And that was sort of like, at least the way that I was playing. I know the rest of the team didn't play like that because they were a bit more aware of the score. They played their game and they were aware of what they needed to do to, to keep in it. And essentially, like, we were, I think it was, we were 9-7 up. We let Beagles get to 11-9. And then we won the last minute set or whatever it was to, to tie it at 11 all. Um, there was a, a call in this, which, um, to be honest, like, I didn't realize at the time, like, I was too busy being powered by balls. But in the penultimate set, um, there was, like, a three ball throw on me. 
um, in which I ducked to avoid and got absolutely pummeled by all three balls. One of which did, however, pop up uh, and get caught, um, which at the time um, was was ruled not a catch because um, it was believed that a ball that I'd blocked, I'd let go of and it bounced up. Um, in hindsight, I should have remembered that I'd thrown my ball beforehand and that was physically impossible, but I'd completely forgot because I sort of panicked at being thrown up by three balls. So um, yeah, that happened. So that catch was ruled out and I got hit anyway. Um, Summary make... of this match is you were completely out of it the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, I was just like tripping the entire match. It was fine. Uh, and then at the end of it, it was just like, oh, we got a draw. That was, that's nice. <laughs> Um, like that was honestly the experience for me so um thanks team for keeping me in it um like you know keeping me alive and uh you know keeping the scoreboard ticking over very proud of the team for doing that um but in, on a serious note i think like because of the changes we made to our team and and what happened we ended up being quite a dodge heavy team we were quite difficult hits um and that really suited against playing against um eagles if you can just dodge like don't focus on um you know, don't don't focus on going for catches or trying to beat them with catches or anything like that. Just if you can stay alive and and do that, just wait for them to make their mistakes and then and then pick them up. I think that's how we won. Looking back, or not won, but like won those sets. Mm. It like looking back on it, we just picked up on mistakes. Like there were certain things that I saw. Like um, when I, there was one moment in the first half where I was on the wing and I knew like Marcus like on the wing. If what they were doing is if you released a pre throw ball they would instantly punish that player, which is like perfectly fine if you know you're going to be punished because then you can just set yourself up for a catch because it is a yeah. instant they've thrown, I must throw. And therefore it is accurate, but like not necessarily the most powerful or anything like that. It is going to you because the objective is to hit you because you're going to be unawares because you're turning. Yeah. As a result, you know a ball's coming to you. If you can throw a ball away and and you know, do it safely in a free throw kind of manner um, and try and get someone out, they will be throwing a ball straight at you and that is catchable. And I yeah. think that happened a couple of times with our wingers once they figured that out, that they were they were releasing that. They also do this bizarre thing and I've not seen any other two, team do this, right? If one of their wingers throws a single ball, on the track back, the centre player runs to the winger and gives them a ball as they're tracking back. I've never seen this used tactically ever but i feel like it is a hugely risky play and i don't know yeah. why they do it i'd love to know the the logic of it because everyone else if the winger if one of the wingers has thrown a single ball that's the middle player's responsibility to cover that player while the yeah. other winger who has a ball covers the middle player if that results in them having their back turn in, in which case like say uh we're sort of like this and then the right hand player is thrown the center player sort of aims that way and covers that way. And then the, this player ends up covering sort of like that angle. So you're sort of like, you're sort of angled like that so you can cover what's going on. So if this player who's yeah. thrown, it's been thrown at, center player covers them, gets the trade. Yeah, you cover each other. Yeah, you sort of cover each other. But they were just like, no, I'm going to go give you the ball. And then Go you've got on. two players very close to each other fumbling a ball, which if, yeah. if you get thrown at and you fumble that ball, the referee's probably going to call double hit. 
Like, yeah. it's the most logical thing that you're probably going to see. So I don't just know why. Bounce the ball just bounce the ball. If you really just, want to pass it out, just get on your skate. Just hold get, it. Like haul ass back to the back line. Like you know, I like I know you. Like Beagles are a fast team when they want to be. They can get back. They don't have any. I don't know why they do. They can get back. Like, <laughs> This is not something that I would be putting as a major concern for Beagles, but this is just something they were doing, and they've done it in every match that I've seen so far. Very weird tactic, but um, yeah, that's right, another move on, yeah. I'm a bit worried, worried about time. But yes, yeah, yeah we're uh... going on. But they did rebound. They beat Sheriffs two later, so fair play. Um, yeah. Other than that, it was a lot of one-sided results um, yeah. throughout the match. Like, Good day for worker bees. Yes, uh, Colin would be proud. I'm sure he'd be yeah. saying how well his boys have done and his team. Yeah. Uh, so, so good on, good on, Worker Bees. I'm sorry, I didn't get to really watch it. Um, they well, played well. They played. They're coming together as a team, which is nice. Um, it'll be interesting to see like which of those players get moved up into the ones and if that affects things. But that's always the case with two squads. It's interesting to see the best players get moved away <laughs> and break up that dynamic. The, the secret Fable? mud squad in the middle of uh, <laughs> in the in the middle of these. <laughs> yeah, it's not very secret anymore. But yes, um, this is where we net out. Um, Beagles are still at the top, even though they've now drawn. They are still undefeated, but drawn a match. Um, not a hundred percent win record for their season. Um, very close behind with Spartans and Nighthawks as well. We haven't moved out of seventh. <laughs> These slowly climbing that table uh, after that start. MK taking a pretty bad tumble there because they lost both their matches, right? So yeah, that's it's fair. interesting because like these are fourth after um, their first game against Nighthawks, which they got absolutely slaughtered in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that there's only one you know league point difference in it at the end, and um, I mean set difference, you can see the difference because there's 20 sets in it. But uh, even though there's only one set, one league point in it, it's um, yeah. Impressive, yep. impressive work from Worker Bees to, to get back up. Anyway, on to this weekend's matches. Um, I'm just going to qu- quickly come out and say, I know that some, we, we talked about this earlier and somewhat disagreed. I want to say that a really good game and really important game to watch is Thunder Dodge versus Virtue Empire. Two bottom of the table teams needing to, to get some wins and get some results. Virtue have already beaten Sheriff's 2s. If they can beat Thunder Dodge, they would be looking at potentially making themselves safe in in mm. eighth. Um, if things continue as they're going, if Sheriffs can make some other results happen elsewhere, because they've been incredibly close. Sheriffs have definitely improved massively in the last two league meets from their first league meet. Um, so they've they've shown that they could definitely make some upsets elsewhere in the uh, in the table. And if they can, that would really put Virtue in, in some pressure. So. This is a big game for both Thunder Dodge and Virtue. If Thunder Dodge win it, I think it's kind of like it doesn't make much of an impact to Thunder Dodge, in my opinion. It's more of an impact to Virtue. Um, yeah, agreed. I, I do think it's an important match. That's not the same as saying it's the match to catch, but it's an important match for both squads. I, I definitely think, as far as the table goes, that's a good one to keep an eye out on. And, and scoreline wise, that's a good one to check back on to see how it affects everything. Um, MK's matches, both of them, I'd say, are quite important for them just to stop tumbling um they need to win both those matches to to really just slow down their fall um and stake tension um i know i remember which one's the match to catch this time around so i'm going to avoid mentioning that one until we actually get to it 
Uh, but yeah, I think yeah. Rangers, Rangers 2 against Nighthawks, that's a pretty interesting game. I think Nighthawks yeah. will win that, but um, it could be it could be an interesting one. Um, I'm just curious, I feel like every team in League One has just a completely different play style. Um, yeah. In terms of like how they like to play, like Rangers two are are similar-ish to MK, but they are even more just like harder throwing players than MK are. MK like that kind of like they are hard throwing and they do like their their set play. But they do have some yeah. good good dodges in it, whereas Rangers are like solid throwing. They're a solidly throwing team. Like it's, their accuracy is kind of nuts. Their tracking of players is pretty good. Uh, it's it's very good. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to see how they they all all fare because obviously MK drew some Nighthawks last time around. It'll be interesting how Rangers do against Nighthawks. Um, I'm really curious about uh, Leeds' game against MK. I think that could be a really interesting one, seeing as we Agreed, are yeah. you know right next to each other in the tables. Um, again, Spartans two versus Bees two could also be a big game. Like you yeah. just, you, like, I don't know what to predict with that one because it's like, like say Spartans two compared to Spartans ones. I feel like Spartans two like the chaos a little bit more. Like they are a bit yeah. more like jumping around. Like they are annoyingly nimble and just love making <laughs> catch, and love making catches all over the park. So like that's going to be a really interesting one. See how Bees deal with that because. I think bees could be opportunistic in it as long as they don't just start going, oh yeah, he's an easy hit because he's not paying attention. I'm going to throw a single and then get caught. Um, like as long as they don't do stuff like that, that would be a really interesting game. Um, yeah. But other match, than catch. name, yeah, other than naming every single match, um, I was going to say we've named pretty much everything except for the Beagles virtue match, which I guess we've decided is not worth it. It's just uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Having said that, virtue, if you do beat Beagles, absolutely like that would be so the, good. The, the Please match, do that. The match of or the result of the season for that league, a hundred percent. Yeah. The actual match catch is Bedford v Bed. You good there? You're not having a stroke, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Bedford v Bedford. It's weirdly hard to say because of the the sound. Bedford versus Bedford. Uh, okay. Otherwise, otherwise known as you Rangers, <laughs> Rangers two versus uh, Bedford My Eagles. Let's go. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna stick my neck out first. Uh, I'm no, gonna go you for, are. No, go go Bevers. <laughs> go Bevers again. Let's see what Bevers says. <laughs> old, old reliable, who's less reliable than a fifty p coin. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. Surely that means if we vote against Bevers, we've got a higher chance of being correct. At the moment, that's what the stats say. Um, yeah. And for good me measure, I'll just show Colin's prediction as well. I I agree. Bedford Eagles. See, why is it our match to catch if everyone's just going to agree? Like, how boring is that's, that? That's not the the match to catch is not the same as being the closest match of the day. It's the one that we think will be the most interesting to watch. Justify your decision as to why the Bedford Derby. Is the most interesting game in this league. I think that they're both very exciting teams to watch. I think that when they come together and play against each other, then it makes for a very exciting match. Um, I just, I think it, it will be a good match. I think Bedford Eagles will win. I think they're marginally the better team. But Rangers, we've said it before, as a club, they're emotional and they could end up just sort of getting on a high and running away with it. I think that makes them a really exciting club to watch in general. I really like watching Rangers. I 
I just do. I think they're a really fun club to watch. Um, so I'm a little bit biased towards Rangers in the first place. And then the Eagles, Bedford Eagles, is an interesting matchup. Um, I like this match in the women's league, so I hope I'll like it in men's league one as well. I don't know how many excuses you want me to give for why I think this will be a good match. I just think it will be a really fun match to watch. That's fair enough. Um, I- I'm just letting the public know that this was not my match to catch. There were other games that I was interested in. Um, I suggested another one as well. Like you, you did. I-, I think we all suggested we all suggested two, and there were a couple matches, uh, but we just kind of went with this one in the end. We all suggested two, and the only ones that were agreeing, you and Colin agreed that you'd vote for each other's one, but everyone ignored mine, <laughs> so it was like, fine, okay. Um, you, you, you could have said Leeds and MK. I suggested Leeds and MK as well, and you didn't. I mean, yeah, but then you, you didn't, didn't back yourself. <laughs> but you didn't agree with mine and Virtue and uh, Thunderdog. No, so. I don't agree with that. <laughs> so there we go. Um, I'm just going to go for Rangers. You're wrong. Out of spite. No, um, this is it's. Like looking at the last season as well, this game is actually really interesting because Rangers won one, and I think Mighty Eagles won the other last season. I think okay. it was that's how it went. But um, Rangers did really well against Bedford Mighty Eagles. I, you know, Rangers might have even won both of them. I cannot remember. Um, but I honestly, yeah, like dodgeball has this weird effect of in derbies. Like, because so much of it's me- a mental game, it really affects like teams' ability. Like, the Kamarlan Ronda game is a prime example of that in in League Two. Should not be as competitive as it, it is. It should not. Be. Like, looking at the stats, Ronda should flip and walk it every time, and it's just not that straightforward. It's the same with this, right? Like, Rangers are like a mid-table side, and the Eagles are undefeated at the moment. Like, it should be straightforward. The Eagles win. I'm predicting an upset. That to be. me isn't an upset because it's just the Rangers Eagles derby. It's just who knows yeah. what's going to happen. I it cannot result in a draw. It will not happen. It will not like I don't no. see that happening at all. A team will come out victorious. I I do have a strong gut feeling it is Rangers this time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back myself. This is get, why it's the match to catch. This is also why you've got the lowest success rate out of me, Colony. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I realise that you two have like strayed enough from what I predicted so far earlier, so I'm like, yeah, I can, I can justify going for uh, a bit of an out there prediction. No, but I, like I agree, I, I and I think you could be right for those exact reasons. I do think that Rangers could just sort of get the win the sort of mental game, as it were, and therefore win the actual game as a result. Um, I can absolutely see that happening. So, good luck. <laughs> Please put on a good game. Yeah. Um, right. Next league. Oh, wrap Men's things league. up even quicker. Two. I was going to say, it, it accelerates now as we descend further into the bits that we don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah. Well, having said that, I do know a fair bit about I I remember more yeah. about Men's what league happened two, like in Men's it. League 2 than I did about the other ones. Because I spoke to people about this league to understand what happened, and it was... Um, yeah, like it's good to get that information from them, and I'm more likely to remember when I've spoken to people than I am to have like sat down and watched the game myself because I just sort of go into like I'm watching dodgeball mode. This is that was yeah. a really cool play. What's the score again? Oh, yeah, no, I, I forgot. <laughs> like <laughs> you know that kind of like the con. Yeah. Like God, you, you, like watching dodgeball. Sometimes you just gotta have like a real big brain to watch it because like there's 
oh wow, it was a really cool play, but also the context of what's going on. Like, if a really sick catch was made, is that like going to bring it back to even, or like does that swing yeah. the set round? And then if it swung the set round, what's that team down in like the actual score? And like, how long's left in the match? Like, how big is it's this? Too moment? It's too complicated. It's too too complicated. So like, the, so you know, some of us, uh, me, I definitely watch it and go, oh wow, that was really cool. Wow, 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 wow. And like, that's all my brain yeah. can handle. Like, <laughs> the rest of it's like, oh, that was actually kind of insignificant. Like, that's the most gutting thing when you see someone make an epic catch and it's like you still lost the set and you got hammered. <laughs> so no one cares. But it. But it Really so good catch, cool. yeah. <laughs> um, that's what dodgeball highlights right. are for because you don't see the see the scores in it. So, um, but yeah, so Kamada and Storm Three, big result for Kamada, I feel, because Storm uh, Storm Three has definitely been looking strong this year. Um, and to get that result is like pretty damn good. And I think um, having spoken to some of the Storm players, they feel like they didn't necessarily play as well as they should. They let Kamada come away with it more than needed but i think that might just be storm underestimating the ability of kamarden at times like they have a really solid team and a lot of players with some really good ability so yeah definitely feel like that was a, a good result for them um other, else elsewhere in the league wessex wolves two against phantoms two coming away with a draw i think Fa wessex will be pretty happy with that similarly with losing by only two sets to silverbacks who are uh, they, they've been wanting someone to mention that they're currently undefeated in the league as well. Yes, congratulations. You, therefore, we have announced it. Can, can you just go on and carry on we playing? We did it. Oh, yeah. good, <laughs> good, good, good job. Good job. Pat on the back. Um, so, yeah, that that's. Um, I think Wessex, uh, after a bit of a rough start, losing to 20 nil to Raptors, have really like pulled it, pulled it around and pulled out some good results in the end. So, um, good on Wessex too to... to really like showing some some teamwork to, to get it back together other than that um oh yeah storm ronda that also ended in like basically the last set was the deciding set from what i understand and ronda mm -hmm. won it um it was decided by let's say second set so um if i'm wrong don't at me it's not my fault uh for getting my it facts is. wrong no if no. it's wrong please directly message our instagram page with every single error that nick has made in this episode including the ones in the tables every single graphic would like to know the errors in those as well um we just want to but keep our limit our limit to you can only submit one per person everyone no. everyone because <laughs> that's all that everyone's been doing so far is like oh you've made a mistake oh you've made a mistake and it's like yes but you've missed all these other ones like if you're going to be picky be picky consistently <laughs> um but yeah no so i think that's how that storm ronda game goes which i think really shows like i said well when we were discussing that game because it was our match to catch last time yeah like i think you and you and colin are pretty confident that that ronda would win this and like I, like, like I said, and from what I understand, this is kind of what happened is if they could survive Ronda's quick start, they were really yeah. in with a chance of winning the sets. And that seems to have been what happened when I've spoken to them. Is It really came down to if they could survive that those first 30 seconds, which probably explains why Ronda won that 60-second set at the end, right? Is that you've only yeah. got 60 seconds to make it count. It's all full go. It's it's all basically if you get a good start after a quick start, you can, you can win a set from there. So that's basically it and i'm really looking forward to seeing the return fixture of that because storm three definitely deserve to be up there with with silverbacks and ronda and, and really fighting out for the top spot yeah look at the table yours uh make sure i click on the right things 
Um, yeah, not much change. Only uh, no movement. Only, <laughs> uh, only only Darby and Wessex um, doing the. Is it the Dosi Do? I can't remember what it's called. What? Um, I think there's like a there's an old English dance. So someone out there is going to know what to. Kath, this is your time <laughs> to like do me a favor. After like I failed you out of a couple. Like, can you remind me what that song is that I'm talking about? Kath's, yeah. Kath's references are all pop culture, and I sit there and go, even I know this. This is like a weirdly niche historical thing. I don't think this is equivalent. I mean, if Kath gets it, it will then... be it will be Emily that messages you. Emily's got good at this kind of nonsense. Right. I dodgeful people who listen to this podcast <laughs> can someone tell me what english dodgeful people yeah. specifically <laughs> yeah um like the yeah so basically they just swap places i think again yeah um because yeah phantoms are, are, are on the up and yeah this is one of those teams that have got a two 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 all the way through their board so um no it's an, in- it's an interesting table because like, obviously raptors were pushing raptors uh i was pushing, just about to say that <laughs> uh, we're pushing the top Last time, you've now got Mustangs that have um, found their way into in the way of them, and again, like Storm Three as well, also being, um, you know, in the mix, showing why they probably shouldn't have been promoted from League One. But you know, really, really interesting league. Carmarthen just, I don't, I feel bad for them being in four, uh, eight. They don't, they deserve better yeah, they than don't that. Deserve that. Yeah. Right. Uh, imagine close, being on. You're only a point behind. Ima- like I need to check that. Actually, is that true? Do are they actually on four? Yes, they they are on t- two more losses than they have wins, and yet they are still on a positive four set difference. <laughs> that is not made up. That is actually their set difference. They are on the same set games. difference as Derby. <laughs> They're on four, like positive four, and they lost four games like that's that's kind of nuts so well played wizards that is some genuine magic right there um wow. yep here all night um right <laughs> i hope not <laughs> <laughs> i will be i've got to edit this after it's already 11 o'clock oh no, oh yeah you're in switzerland that's fine it's 10 o'clock here i was like oh shit is it really um right this weekend's games um i keep forgetting how much purple there is in this league yeah, um, purple and blue, which kind of just looks like purple anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, you know what I mean. No, I know, I know right? what you like, mean. And you then... look at it initially, and you're like, "This is all just red and purpley blue." Yeah, well, it's just like wrapped to stick out like a sore thumb. That's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that Thunder Dodge are getting new kit soon. That would be exciting. And Kamarthen have got their new kit on order as well. There's new kit yeah. coming. It's exciting times. New kit, new kit, new, new kit. kit. Exciting times. This is what we look forward to in Dodgeball. Um, bees, bees played in their new kit last meet as well. We didn't mention that yet. What you mean, the dog double? The dog double kit. The dog double kit. Um, if you they're, they're getting replacement kits, it's fine. If you if you didn't notice, I I encourage everyone to just ask it like while you're watching these players line up um, on court, just just like t- pay attention to the back of the shirt. Um, just stare at their asses really, really carefully because it's, okay it's if very obvious. Says it. I'm not saying that, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, New kit, new kits. It's exciting. Um, unless you're Wessex, because you copied sheriffs, uh, she- sorry, sheriffs, Sheffield. Sheriffs. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield. I don't know why. I always get every time. I'm green. I keep saying bloody sheriffs instead of Sheffield. It really annoys me. I don't know why. Sheffield. You should have just been called Sheffield sheriffs. That would have made so much more sense. Yes. Anyway, back to dodgeball and this uh, and League Two. Um, evening session. 
evening, indeed. Um, Storm threes, I think you're should be looking for some comfortable wins after some a tough game, a few games last time. If you make it like net zero, like you did last time, you definitely had a bad day for Storm three. Just just putting it out there. Um, Silverbacks versus Ronda is a big game. Yeah, the two the two undefeated sides. Um, will no longer have a 100% win record after this meet. That's a good way of phrasing it. We've learnt our lesson after the Leeds-Wessex one. We're not going to say one of them will have a loss on their record at all. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, yeah, Carmarthen versus Wessex Wolves, Mustangs versus Wessex Wolves, they could be some interesting games. Yeah. Um, yeah Quite a run-of-the-mill meet, this one. Right, it's just a, just a standard meet of like you know people playing each other. Yeah, <laughs> kind of how it goes. A week full of dodgeball. A week full of dodgeball. All right, let's. Um... You see, this is what happens when we don't have Colin here. Like it just just all goes to, still goes to pot. Sorry, guys. You you think Colin would have anything to say about men's league one that we sorry two that we haven't really said? Definitely, definitely. At least, it, at least it'll be more funny in his predictions than we are. <laughs> it would. He'd, he'd have sung Mustang Sally by now. Oh, yeah, he would have, actually, because yeah. Mustang, Mustangs have appeared. Exactly. I'm going to do the same as I did last time and uh, bring up the Bevers and Collins prediction. Because <laughs> you're uh, too scared to do yours I'm too scared. Coward. Uh, So yeah, do yeah. you want to say which what the game is? Uh, the match, the match, sorry, I was just distracted by the graphic. Um, yeah, Carmarthen against Wessex, with Bevers saying that Carmarthen is going to win, and Colm saying Carmarthen's going to win. And annoyingly, I agree. Carmarthen deserves to win. We've just talked about how good their set difference is, how well they've been playing. I feel like this is a match that they can win, um, and that that. You know, it would mean a lot to that team to actually finally get another win on the board after the last few meets. So, yeah, I think I think it will be Wizards. I think they'll win. Wizards against Wolves. Oh, W. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's eleven. Oh my god. Yeah, this is the company. I've been up since seven in the morning. Yeah. Wizards. Um. Yeah, I mean, we've we, so whenever we've predicted. All four of us have predicted, uh, you know, a, a winner. That person has won so far. But now Wizards are going to fuck us over. Yeah, I. For the thing is, like Wessex have been played well. They've got, they've got some, they've had some solid results mm. this season. So they definitely have the ability to beat Wizards. I just think Wizards, like, they're worse off in the table because um, of the matches they've played. Yes. Obviously, but like. Um, because they've had tougher games, um, I, th- I feel like than than Wessex, and I think that's that's where I think Wizards can 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 get get a win here. Um, yeah, that's the long and short of it is that we think that Wizards are a very good team and that they deserve to be higher up in the table than they are. Wessex are similar in the table, right? To them, they're roughly the same spot, yeah. but that doesn't. It's basically a match of being in the same spot in the table does not mean that you're equivalent teams, and that's why we think. Wizards will be better, but they could also, you know, they are in the same spot on the table. They could actually be very much equivalent teams, and it could be a very tight match, especially if uh, <coughs> we have kind of seen Wizards throw away a couple sets here and there that they Should've didn't won. need to. So, 
Yeah. So I mean, it could be that. Yeah, I mean, this is not to say that Wessex Wessex Two is a bad team at all. It's just, yeah, I just think no. Wizards are un, not underperforming, but like the the table doesn't represent where they should be. Yeah. Um, but hey, on to the final league. So Thank yes, God. we are boycotting. No, we can't boycott it because it just doesn't exist. Um, there is no men's league three this season or this week, so there is a men's league <laughs> season. They've cancelled it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, so we're on to men's league four instead. Um, not much to say about this. Uh, thank you. Well, another thank you to everyone who sent in um, like video for us to watch. Uh, whilst like we've been a little bit busy, so we haven't actually sat down. Or at least I haven't sat down to watch it. Maybe Colin's watching it now. Now that he's you know. In, in bed all he's sick i think yeah. he's asleep in a coma <laughs> i mean that you could be doing that as well but um yeah i mean some not really much to say on these results because i just feel like the teams that are winning are the teams that deserve to be at the top of the table and the teams that are losing are probably the teams that belong in league four anyway at this point like it's mm. a little bit more interesting than league three but not much more interesting um it's a development league so i think the thing with a development league is that the start of the season probably isn't going to be that interesting because it will fall pretty much how you expect it to as the season goes on as players develop will that then change the look of the table and and you you know that whole sort of thing with dodgeball where it's you get learning curves very very strong learning curves where you go from being you're fine you're fine you're fine oh throwing has clicked and then yeah. you're fine you're fine you're fine oh catching has clicked you know that kind of thing yeah i think uh, it, as that happens for each player in, in each team, then uh, that might affect the table a bit more. But I don't think we're at that stage in the league yet where really there's been that much development. We've only been playing for a couple of months now. So. Yeah, I mean, so obviously this is only their second meet as well. I think what surprises me is, um, I'll just go straight, straight to the table because there's not much to talk about directly about the results. Um, but what gets me is Essex's performance so far. Like, being at the top of the table, I don't think they've played Spartans three yet, because um, that will be a good game when that comes around. But like having four wins with a good set difference is to me quite impressive for a first team that's come straight out of, of nowhere. Really, um, I know mm. they've been playing in the southwest a bit, but um, Brayford have players that played at sh- uh, Sheriffs, um, and obviously Lincoln's a great university for dodgeball as well. So. They've had some good, strong talent coming out of that. So they're not, you know, um, they, they know how to play competitive dodgeball. Uh, same with Silverbacks 3. I know they do some pretty good training as well. They've got local rivals as well that they can train against. Um, and Mustangs just have an endless resource of insanely good kids that just keep coming through and playing really well. So, And then Chippenham as well have been hidden away quietly playing in the southwest doing well mm-hmm. but again like another team that have kind of exceeded my expectations so far again after um this is kind of hard to say i've just realized that there are one loss yeah missing. the two ones yeah 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 well, again i'm waiting very politely for you to finish your sentence but you are eventually working your way to it you can you can see that i uh, definitely hurriedly put these together um <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, so it's at the moment for, for audio listeners, like Essex and uh, Spartans are at the top. And then there's uh, four teams that are all on two wins and two losses. Um, and Chippenham is, is in that group. The fact that Essex is sort of like clear at the top at the moment um, with, with Spartans 
that that surprises me. But that's that's about all I have to say at the moment. We'll have to see what surprises happens me week. that they're that clear. But it's, yeah. it's that much of a delineation. But you know, it's not not everyone's played each other yet, so I don't know how indicative that is of how the end of the season is going to look. It wouldn't surprise me to see both Essex and Spartans going up um, to League Three next season. But yeah, that, that would make track. sense. It'll be interesting. Um, to see but but I also wouldn't be surprised to see Chippenham or Silverbacks actually. Silverbacks as low as they are on that table, I could see them definitely climbing back up. Um, so yeah. Yeah, for the season's cool, anything. Yeah, no, and yeah, de- definitely. It's it's just going to be interesting because we don't know what's going to happen with League Three next year, right? Is yeah. Do you get promoted, or is it going to split into regions? What's going to happen? Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I, do, I don't know what British Dodgeball are going to do. Like, personally, like, the ideal scenario for me is that you have three men's and three women's leagues at St. George's Park, and then anything outside of that is split north and south. But realistically, that's not how it's going to work based on the number of players we've got and the number of teams we've got in each category. Yeah. So, let's see how it goes. Um Matches this weekend, so Essex do finally play uh, Spartans 3s, um, so that'll be a good game to go watch. Um, interestingly, not a match to catch, but I probably had a bit to say in that, because <laughs> I was a bit selfish. Um, but yeah, so that Essex game, uh, that'll be a good one to, to see the result of. And I will actually make the effort to watch that video before we next... Uh, that'll be a nice little Christmas present to myself, as I'll watch the Essex uh, Spartans 3 game and see what happens. So um yeah please please yeah. keep sending in the links to it um i think so, yeah. silverbacks chippenham could be a really good match mm, they're true. even currently in table they're just separated by point difference so same. i think that could be a really interesting one same with silverbacks and brayford uh yeah be interesting. Right. Big, big meet for silverbacks yeah definitely um but yeah anyway um because nick um is selfish <laughs> it's the only way to put it. Uh, As Nick's selfish, we've fucked over Coventry and we've picked Leeds instead. Yeah. Uh, so our match to catch is going to be Mustangs 3 versus Leeds at Barnells. Leeds. Yeah. yeah. Um, reason being is that they're both at the bottom of the table looking for a win. Um, yeah. They're both teams that could definitely... Like, this is the thing about League Four is it's not that it's lacking of ability. Like there is definitely like talent in those. Like I I know looking at the the Barnells that, that like individual players they can play pretty well. Um, but yeah, it's just like there's just so many new teams and some people who have been waiting to enter National League for a while. Um, yeah. That yeah they they're just maybe a bit outgunned. Um, so, I'm yeah. going to call it, it's Mustangs, we're going to win this one. And I'm saying that 50% to piss off Nick, um, and 50% because I genuinely believe it, because I think, like you said, Leeds have a, a really talented crop of players, but I don't think they've necessarily gelled yet as a team, and I don't think that's any fault of the players. I think that's just because, you've mentioned already, Leeds' uh, first team have had a lot of like movement around there, and Leeds in general hasn't quite settled, I don't think, as a club. Um, whereas Mustangs have. Mustangs have that kind of history. They've played together for a while at this point, I feel like, I think. So I would say that might be the, the winning factor here. If the, the players are all relatively equivalent to each other, it'll come down to team dynamics. So, ooh, Nick! I think Aiden's going to kill me. Um, yeah! <laughs> I, 
I so I, I try not to let color bias get in the way of my prediction here. Like, um, you know, as much as I wanted to vote for Leeds to beat the the Wessex women's, I also felt like women the Wessex may maybe could have done a better job. But anyway, um, I thought Wessex were going to win that one to be honest. So yeah, um, yeah, I did. T- I did too, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> West, West. But I just I really wanted Leeds to win. Like. The absolute belief I had that Leeds were going to win. Anyway, we're not talking about Wessex and Leeds. We're talking about no. Mustangs and Leeds. Um, yeah, it's it's just down to I think we've got like a, a lot of new players that are coming in and availability. Um, like it's our second team. I think is mostly uni players uh, like that have come through. So we've got some Leeds players playing for us, and we've got some York players playing for us, um, and a few you know a few people that have got a lot of experience to sort of lead the way. Um, we're not going to have that much support this Saturday because everyone's going to be waiting to go down to National League, or at least the women's and the men's are. They're not going to probably dedicate two days of dodgeball. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, I think, a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a tough time. But I think it will actually be a good game. Right, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what the final result is um, and, and hear back from Aiden on how he thinks the club's done and the, and the team's done. But yeah, um, not much else to say on that one. That's but it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. We've, we made it through. What six. an anti-climax to end oh. Oh, I know. Well, the thing is, is, so for reference, we wanted to do this in two separate episodes because we did yeah. have a hell of a lot to say on a lot of the other games, but um, you know, I'm looking at the recording at the moment. We're at two hours, 20 minutes on the recording. Yeah. Um, pretty standard for us. And we've had to like cut stuff out. And it helped that I forgot so much about what I'd watched. Yeah. So um, that, that, that genuinely like, but it, we will. If we'd done this last week, I could have talked for hours. Oh, yeah. And if we, if we, really if we, yeah. And if we'd done it that way as well, I would have talked endlessly about uni as well. Because like, yeah. I've now been to what two national uh, books league meets, and I've been to a books open, uh, or not books open, but a uni open, um, mixed open. It was really great to see uh, some of the game. Like, yeah, uh, let me change the scene, and then we can actually talk about it. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I could go on. I will try and get around to like organizing a uni episode, um, like at some point. I know Zoe's like, ah, maybe. <laughs> No, no, I'm not making a face at that. I'm making a face at the uh, give it a like. Give give it a like <laughs> and, a, and a subscribe. Uh, yeah, um, this me this is actually replicated from like you know the. I know. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same one same for the Euros. <laughs> I haven't changed it. Oh. Like. Anyway. Yeah, university. No, yeah. I was I was thinking that as well. I was trying to think of what I was going to say in, on this slide. We want to we want to do like, it. We want to do it right. We want to do it right yeah. in the sense that we want to try and cover it in terms of have people talking about it that have watched it or or seen what's going on. I've only been able to watch northern leagues. I've only been able to be in the mixed northern leagues. So we might be talking to a few people about some of the other um, books leagues to try and get an idea of what's been going on and get some yeah. get some feedback back on that and like. The only real thing that I've taken away from it is that, honestly, like, um, women's dodgeball is going to grow massively in the next few years. Like, looking at how many women's uni teams there are, like, how much fun they all seem to be having. Um, like, they're all so fucking good. Like, it's so scary seeing some of the uni girls now. 
when they come to National League and just being like, how the hell are you this good? I was not that good when I was a year into dodgeball, two years of dodgeball. Like, my first year of dodgeball, I played three balls. So my second year of dodgeball, I was absolute crap because I was playing five ball and I didn't know how. I didn't throw a ball until my second year. Like, how? How are people good at dodgeball this yeah, soon, this, this quick? It, and, yeah. and that was really fun about watching the mix as well. It's just, like, how well these teams gelled. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's it's really exciting to see. Like I, I I've been like my enthusiasm has been quenched by by Zoe and Colin. They're just like Nick, you can't just just solely Not talk yet. about uni. Not yet. Come like on. let's focus on national league. But I do want to get there because honestly, I I um I I understand. Mm. Like you know, we were uni students at one point. I love listening to people talk about national league and stuff like that. But it seems sort of irrelevant when I've got my own league that I was playing in that was completely yeah. different. So. I understand that you probably want some some bucks content. We'll try and get around to it if we want to do it, like I said, properly. I thought of something that I forgot to mention at the start, as far as like updates from dodgeball. Regional leagues finished. Um, so that that I'm thinking of it because of the number of university teams that are playing in regional leagues at the moment. I think is one of those really good things for for university teams to play in those regional leagues, get that like community dodgeball experience. And, and kind of get used to that style so that way when you do eventually you know jump make the jump and join a community club it doesn't completely catch you out like you're playing it's not necessarily even that much higher of a standard it is in some cases but it depends on what league you're in but it's just a different style of dodgeball you're playing against people who have played for longer and who are more settled in their style and who are the same team ish more more frequently the same people whereas university is a lot more just sort of like who the fuck can we convince to come along to play this week? Like, how how am I going to convince my mates to join? Do we grab the people who just play socially, like the the drinkers in the club? Like, you know, all those dynamics that are very very university specific um, kind of go away at community level. So it's it's really nice to see that many university teams playing and doing well, competing well in regional, even if you know the the actual like podium spots are still very much going towards community clubs at the moment. I mean, like, even the community clubs putting out second teams and stuff. Like, so, just to, because I've got it here, I might as well say. So, the Northeast Regional League was won by Mavericks 2. Uh, they finished first, and the, the Mavericks 1s finished third. I imagine that was a mixed ability split. Yeah. Um, but even then, you had York and Sheffield Hallam showing up in that league, and York finished second, so well done to them. Um, the West Midlands League, you had Silverbacks uh, winning, but then... You also had Birmingham Lions and two Muds teams uh, showing up in that one as well. Um, how the hell Manchester Bees end up in West Midlands, I will never know. Um, uh, Southwest Regional, uh, Wessex won. Um, but then you had some of the uh, Southwest teams that we haven't really seen before. So like uh, Berkshire Royals. Um, I, ho- I hope I said that correctly. I have I, no idea. It's, it's spelled Berkshire. Where and the I, fuck I is have, Berkshire? It's it's Reading. It's basically Reading. Like I have family who live there, so they're probably gonna have a go if we get it wrong. But anyway, Berkshire came second. So then you also had like other teams like Chippenham, Trowbridge, uh, Trowbridge, um, Dartmoor turning up, um, and then Bristol uh, in eighth. I don't know if Bristol have turned up to a league meet yet for Bucks. Um, but anyway, um, so Imperial came first like well done to them in the southeast one um an insane number of london teams as expected but then essex were there as well uh pb dodgeball and surrey were there as well so um yeah just a shout out to you know just so people are aware we we know there are other clubs that are coming up and it's just great (laughs) to see 
that other clubs are getting involved and we hope to see you in nationals at some point uh, as well. And some of those players that are playing in the uni league that obviously can't get enough of bucks and want to be playing regional as well. If you if you don't have an, if you if you have enough time uh, in between studying and uh, playing for your, your your club in in everything, go find a, a, a local community club because I'm sure they would love the extra the extra people there. But yeah. Um, Otherwise, it's a time-honoured tradition to completely shaft your degree to go play more dodgeball. So do that. It, it's also yeah, that and like deciding completely <laughs> on your career based on location of dodgeball. <laughs> None of us have ever done that, right? <laughs> I've never chosen a master's degree based on you know dodgeball clubs in the area. I would never do that. No, that would be ridiculous. We would definitely not recommend doing that at all. Right? I mean. <laughs> no, not at all. Anyway, um, thanks for watching. Thanks. For Give watching. it a like. <laughs> Give a like. <laughs> um, uh, subscribe. Give us a um, a star review if you can on any of the. If you're listening mm -hmm. to us, um, really appreciate it. Um, it's really cool to see how you guys are responding to it and and whether you like us or not and what we're saying um and what we're trying to do for dodgeball woo um but yeah, yeah. um it's really great to see uh the subscribers coming in uh and, and stuff like that so go follow us on instagram as well um zoe does her memeage on there um and you'll also see all the uh um, all the errors that nick puts up on all the on the um all the graphics that he makes uh in a rush when he's half asleep yeah. um they'll be going up tomorrow anyway uh, and we do put the Bucks League results up there as well. Uh, well. So keep an eye out for that. A lot of results. Lots of, good, lots of, lots of stuff. Yes. Um, but anyway, take care and uh, see you on Sunday. <laughs>